This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Tuesday Takeover with Bunny Galore on FUBAR Radio. Hello, darlings. Bunny Galore here, the queen of the cult movies. And welcome to Takeover Tuesday. I am so excited to be here. It's my favourite time of the year because it's nearly Halloween. Oh, darlings, I can feel a chill in the air. I want to snuggle up and watch a, a really scary movie. I hope you can come and join me. Now, for the next two hours, we're going to have a lot of fun. I have got some of my favourite people in the world coming to see you today and some new you people who I'm going to meet for the first time with you, so I'm very excited. It's an extra special Halloween show, so uh, I hope you switch the lights down and draw the curtains and draw closer to your radio cassettes. Actually, I don't know what people listen to radio on anymore, but still. Anyway, uh, today is a special day because I have uh, one of my favourite people in the world here, uh, Mr. Derek Elwood. Hello, Bunny. Oh, what a lovely intro. What a lovely intro. Thank you so much, Bunny. Hello, my darling. Oh, it's so good to see you. Thank you very much for being here. No, thank you. On Takeover Tuesday. Absolutely. Or Takeout Tuesday, depending how you feel. It can be be whatever you want. It can be whatever you want. Now, I am very excited because I was having a little sneaky peek. Were you now? At the running order and everybody who's coming along. (laughs) And I was just wondering, Bunny... Who is going to be appearing today? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked, darling. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> seamless. Seamless. Reminding the old girl what to do next. Very important. Oh. So, to start with, we yeah. have a, a national treasure. Yes. An actual national treasure. Yes. One of my favourite people in the world, Miss Sally Lindsay. Oh, uh, TV icon and just the most wonderful person I know. She'll yeah. be coming on soon. And then afterwards, we, must, uh, we have, I'm very excited about this, yeah. Kim Newman, who I've wanted to meet Gosh, for about 20 years. I've, I've wanted to be him for about mm. 20 years. Mm. He's just the most, oh, just the coolest job and just so intelligent and talking about horror and all the things that we, we both love, basically. Well, yes, It'll be coming on. Yes. And then afterwards, we have <laughs> two, two new friends to me. Uh, I have Ophelia Love and Kitty Scott Claus are coming in. <laughs> now, now, Kitty and Ophelia are two beautiful Mm. blushing girls yep. uh, who are going to be talking about RuPaul's Drag Race because they host a show about uh, Drag Race every week at the Phoenix Club and I went to the opening night when they did the premiere of the first episode so that would be very exciting we'll be swapping tips and uh, talking about the show and all sorts of things like that and what they're up to over Christmas yep. now uh, and then uh, lastly we've got uh, Amar and Amber from the new horror movie The Seven which had its oh. premiere last night oh excellent so that would be very sure exciting they'll be, be buzzing about that I know one. on the red carpet I'm a little bit annoyed I wasn't invited oh. not gonna lie uh, <laughs> oh, you love a red carpet. I do love a red carpet. I do. I've, I've, had, I've been to a few premieres lately in town, and it's been fun. Um, it's logistically quite interesting to do it because you, you've got to kind of arrive. You've got to actually arrive and, uh, and sort of get there and, and be, sort of be ready to, to go, really. And I, I suppose I'm, you know, I, I'm more of a theatre girl so for many years, so I'm, not, I'm kind of used to, like, doing the, the talking and the smooching. And mm. the um, and the sort of the, the photographs afterwards. I'm, <laughs> I don't really want to be prodded with a Polaroid straight away when I've just arrived at the taxi. You oh, know. but it's sometimes <laughs> nice to have a quick snap every so often, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. It is. It is indeed. To be on point. Those things that the kids a... do, like Snapchat and things.
things like yes, that. Yes. That's probably really ancient now, isn't it? Probably, like, no, I think even my references are out no, of it. No, really. no, absolutely. So anyway, yep, darlings out yep. there listening to us, uh, if you want to get in contact with me during the show, you can contact me on my social media at Bunny Galore for Twitter and at the Real Bunny Galore for Instagram. And if you want to email the show, it might be easy to email the show because, frankly, I, uh, my eyesight's not very good. And I probably won't check my phone. Uh, you can email us at takeover at foobarradio.com. That's takeover at foobarradio.com. So, darling, I think um, yeah. I want to tell the, uh, our lovely audience how we met. Because we've actually known each other for quite a while now, haven't we? We've known each other. Mm, it's about Are we 20 gonna admit to it? years. Yeah, 20 years. Okay, oh, um, and I think the word dungeons comes into it, <laughs> which is very appropriate. Well, it is very appropriate for today, isn't it? Uh, yeah. oh, if, oh, if, uh, we should have a sound oh, yeah, effect. No, no, Let's, yes, let's I, have a which, sound effect. Which one are you I going think. to do? I think we're going to go which for, darling, we're going to go for Haunted House. So Ooh. we're going to go. I think this is appropriate. This is, we're going to yeah. conjure back in time oh, right, through yeah. our time machine. And we're going to go back to the London Dungeon. And then we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about where we first met. Because I think um, it is literally the 20th anniversary, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, because we started there on the same day. Yes, that was the thing. We saw, as, it was, was ourselves, wasn't it? And, uh, and our friend Natasha, yes. There was a fourth person. So at the London Dungeon, uh, this is 1999. Yeah. I know half of you listening to this were probably <laughs> not even at school yet. I'm not even going to tell you how old my boyfriend was at the time because I'll be jumping out the window. But hopefully he's listening in America to this. But, oh. but uh, he's a. Uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, Way. He's he's done the sensible thing. He's in Miami at the moment, so and I'm here in the winter. I don't think I could do another winter, honestly. Really? I need a home help uh, nowadays. Oh, oh gosh, well, well, maybe next year you need to pop out to Miami. Oh, that's a, I'm totally isn't, doing that. I'm totally doing that in the new year, isn't it? So there was four of us that started. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one poor boy was terrified, and he lasted a day. Yes, um, that's right. He, so um, it's he, he uh, ran screaming. He ran yes, screaming. He ran screaming, didn't he? But, but yes. But we all had, well, I was still in touch with Natasha. Yes, After it's amazing years. how you you meet certain people uh, and you want to collaborate with them yes, artistically. And I, I think that's, I thought that was so strange because we're all kind of taught to be, um, as far as theatre and TV goes, you kind of just, uh, you wait for the phone to ring. Yes. And I... I want to say that a lot of the people I worked with at the dungeon were the. St- we were, we started to make our own work and make our own art and make our own thing. Now with YouTube, Instagram, everything else, that's a given. Yes. So it's kind of. I'm not saying I was ahead of the times, but I was kind of. <laughs> well, no, but you, you were you were opening doors before some people had even made them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Making all the, the old cat flap, shall we say? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was good. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I can see you crawling through a cat flap. Yeah, okay. It's true. Yeah. So anyway, so we met uh, 20 years ago now. And it is amazing how things have changed. To me, you haven't aged a day, obviously. Oh. Why, thank you. And, thank you. Uh, you know, um, you can say it back to me well, yeah. as well, Oh, oh yes. Oh, like. Bunny. Yes, you oh, haven't aged at all either. It. Oh, uh, gosh. No, you haven't. No, you really, you haven't. That was such a surprise and so yeah. unexpected. Was that all right? So was kind. That, was that all right? <laughs> was that all right? Yes, I thank you. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> Okay. Ah, thank you very much. That's all right. <laughs> I meant every word. So yes, no, it has. It's been. It feels that like the world's changed a lot since then. You know the 
it, the millennium happened, the Twin Towers happened. Gosh, I mean, a lot of things, yes, yes. And so also a happened. lot of things with us and a lot of things with friends. And it's, mm. and it's interesting, like we were saying before, I mean, I'm going to use Natasha as a point, where she has now got her own brilliant gallery. Yes, she and has. And she's branching out to London as well. Yeah. She's becoming international. And you sort of go, well, actually, the lady 20 years ago... Yeah. It was just a young yeah, slip of a thing. Yeah. So we've collaborated on a few things but over we, the years, yes, haven't we? So yes, uh, we have. uh, Natasha and Derek were part of my online soap opera for many years that came out of my Edward Friend show, uh, which was called Pantry Manor, which was like a pastiche of Crossroads and uh, a bit like Aiken Antiques and Exclusive Yarns. But it it really took off and it did take a long time when really on YouTube it was just us and a load of cat videos mm. who we didn't really have a lot of competition really. Uh, and we kind of stopped it just as YouTube became more famous <laughs> place to be. The, the a mistake there, but still, never mind. Uh, so it's it's one of those things that we kind of we've collaborated a lot, and so uh, we now collaborate, of course, on the TV show Movie Nightmares, which is in its fifth season now. Uh, I think we should be the fifth series should be airing before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, I, there isn't a Halloween special this year, so I might just come round to everyone's house and show you a movie. You know, write in if you want me to do that. I'll just come round; it'd be quicker because I don't think uh, I've had a Halloween special since two. 2012. This is the first year we haven't got one. So, but you've got us here, darlings, on Fubar Radio. Um, and Movie Nightmares is a show where I host really, really terrible movies, but good, bad movies that you love to hate. Mm. And uh, Derek plays this wonderful character called the Reverend Holloway. The Reverend Holloway, who actually first appeared in Pantry Manor. He did indeed. Yes, he, he did indeed. At the very beginning, he was sort of possessed by the Dark Lord. Yes. If I remember rightly, he was chanting away, and then, and then Joyce Slaughter, played by the very glamorous Bunny Galore, came along to visit him. Yes, in, in did, his yes. in his cottage. Is, he was quite demonic. I see. I seem to remember. He was he at was the beginning. Demonic, yes. He had he had quite uh, a dark. And beginning. you didn't do the live version. We did the we did the no. Camden Fringe. I remember. Uh, again, it's scarily. That was two thousand nine. Ten yeah, years ago. I, that was just before I joined Pantry Manor. Oh, it's before you could... Yes, yeah. that's right. You're right. You, yeah. were, you were like um, season four. <laughs> yes, I was a late addition. <laughs> when the ratings were dropping, that's what you mean. They brought, they brought the big guns in. <laughs> that's well, thank why. you. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously, so we've met doing quite a few spooky things over the years, haven't we? But d- yes. do you like Halloween, Derek? I do like Halloween. The season, I, not the film. Yeah, no, no, well, no, no. Um, I, 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 no, I, I, no, I get that. I, I, I do like Halloween. I do like a little bit of horror. I do like to be frightened a little bit. I do, do you? like. I do like a. I like a good old-fashioned psychological horror. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little. That, you know, my ex-boyfriend called me that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking. Anyway, um, <laughs> I would say something like the Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Yeah. Oh, I love the Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. Oh, the Wicker Man. Not the awful remake. No. With, no. 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 Uh, um, oh, mm, them. Yes, I yes, yes that him. Man. No. No. Forget that one. That no. No. Man. No. Not no, him, no. 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 The no Edward, Edward, Edward Woodward. Yes. One. Yes. Absolutely. Ingrid Pitt and uh, who else is in there? Yeah. Uh, um, Britt um, Eklund um, and Christopher Lee. Lee. Yes, Christopher Lee. So you haven't seen the Wicker Man. Do go and see it. Oh, I was supposed to host it, that live, it. actually, with Natasha. We, 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 it got oh. cancelled. If something happened that we couldn't do it in the end, but we were supposed to do that, like, in a one of those immersive theatres. Oh, beautiful. No, so no, no. You would, have, you would have had Bunny Galore, <laughs> then The Wicked Man. <laughs> I don't know what she was trying to say there. I think, uh, you know, like, and I'm... 
terrifying but uh, no it was it no, would no, be no. Um, I will get round to hosting that movie live at some point because it is Please one of my favourite films Please I wish do. we got to show that on the, on the show we don't get to see that do we no we don't no, so I, I think it's that is one of my favorite movies. I am really torn because people always ask me, "What's your favorite scary movie?" Mm. And I, it's like asking, "What's your favorite Carry On film?" I can yes. I can kind of ask through the decades, so I can give you like my favorite like uh, my favorite nineteen thirties horror movie is probably the the Bride of Frankenstein, mm. uh, and then if you want um, Hammer Horror, uh, probably Countess Dracula. Uh, yes. is, is my, and then with a the modern, I'm probably a little bit more. Uh, dubious with the 90s horror I was never the only era I never liked was the 90s uh, torture porn oh era, yes where it yes. got uh, like sore and hostile yeah. having said that I've gone back and watched hostile now and I went what was I terrified and of realize- I don't think that was a problem it's not at all it's absolutely fine but now they, they've gone more psychological again yes. and they've had revivals obviously with Halloween last year the, the remake of It uh, part 2 came out this year yes. obviously yes. and so things have got a lot more uh, yeah psychological it's got no. more 70s I think yes I have to admit I have to admit on my viewing list is Hereditary and Midsommar Ooh. Yes, so again, we're talking... I've not seen Midsummer yet. Is see, I haven't either. No, I haven't. This is what I want to see. This is what I want to know. Well, I think so. I think I must watch that indeed. So we should move along with the show, yes, Derek, absolutely. unfortunately. So oh, we're going to play a little song for you now. Hopefully, I'm going to press some buttons and see what happens. And then we're going to get my very first special guest in. And I'm very, very excited. <laughs> This Halloween, FUBAR Radio presents... Fear as you've never felt it before. We're joined in the studio by Matthew Holness. Hello. You've just written and directed feature First feature, film. yeah, with yeah. a horror film. Watch what Crappens would like to think it's... What was that? What was that? What was that? Ghost in the Machine. Mm. Or maybe not. Okay, carry on. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> well, it is our Halloween special. Well, there we are. So we've now got it's, actual ghosts. It's my Halloween special, anyway. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. If this was a 70s spooky film set in a radio, that'd be the first thing that would happen. That's right, that's the... you just get a little yeah. tiny bit, and as it yeah. would go on, it would escalate. That's it, we're not getting out of here. Screams that give you the chills. It's the one and only Michael Griffiths from Love Island, Michael! Yes, it is. Which mommy, yeah. couple were the loudest in bed? Tommy and Molly. I slept next to them, and I like there's times I'm just looking at them like, can you stop? Like I'm trying to sleep. Like just let me fall asleep, then continue your business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what noisy. they were. I don't know what they were doing, but they were active. <laughs> My word. Nights that end in a nightmare. Welcome to the Tuesday Takeover. My name is Cece Coleman. I am here with the lovely Gavin. Hello, everybody. We have Natasha. Legero. And we have her husband. Moshe Kasher. I kind of got kidnapped on a date once. Um, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. We met up for drinks, and she'd had, like, a bottom half of wine already. She was drunk. <laughs> she oh, was my God. Might, we ended up just, like, hanging out back at her new place. I spilt red wine on her brand spanking new sofa. <laughs> she could have beat her ass, Gavin. Exactly. I actually did stay the night. No. I kept hearing her getting up to lock the doors and lock windows. I had this really horrible feeling that I was locked in. Well, you were locked in. Well, yeah. Tuesday Takeover with Bunny Galore on FUBAR Radio. Hi there, guys. Welcome back. It's Bunny Galore here on Takeover Tuesday. I am so excited. (laughs) 
I'm speechless. No, I'm not speechless. I'm never speechless because I've got one of my favourite people in the world here. The wonderful, the one, the only Miss Sally Lindsay. Welcome, Sally. Hi, Bunny. Oh. So I'm very honoured to be here. Well, thank you so much for, for my very, very first guest on the very first show. Oh. Hello. Uh, and, uh, have you, uh, this is Derek, by the way. Hello, hello, hello. So, uh, thank you so much for coming in. It's very exciting. It's my favourite time of year. Do you like Halloween? Oh, I love Halloween. Because, as you know, I've got two little boys. Yes. And Halloween's been their favourite thing to do over the years. So, mm-hmm. we've had, what well, we had last year, uh, one of my boys was an angry banana. <laughs> I remember, is, the photo- I remember, remember the photograph. That, the angry banana, which was just sublime. It was like the best. And he <laughs> just had this really angry face in a banana oh. outfit. Quite, quite frightening, actually. It really? was. I, I, I remember seeing the photograph, and yeah. I didn't stop laughing for about twenty minutes because yeah, it was just. I love the train of thought that went through to make what it. Do you be? I, be, I want to be a really, really angry banana. Oh, okay, love. So I made it happen. Um, but we've had mummies, we've had yes. Dracula, we've oh. had Harry Potter, we've had. So that it's always been fun, you know, and doing the, the trick or treating. We do all that. Yes, are you going to go trick or treating this year? We are. We're going to go up to Manchester. That's where I'm from, oh, yeah. and we're going to see their cousins because their street they get more stuff than our street. <laughs> yeah. So every year they've said, "Can we go and see? Can we go and see our um, Scarlet and Lexi, please?" Because their street's dead good and really do it and really go for it. And our street's really rubbish. So I said, "I promise them this year, yes, you can go up to." So we'll, yes, it's very exciting, and I'm going to have a little sort of. Monster mash back at um, oh, my brother's house, so it's all for the kids, really. Amazing. But I, I, I really do find it. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to the kids when they get older to actually go to a grown-up Halloween party because that's yes. never yeah. happened for no, me in that's the last true. sort of And I can't wait years. to yeah. take them to Tully's Farm, which is yes. something I do. If they do do it, actually, they, they do do a daytime children's thing, but because oh. I've never been to that, I don't really know what it's like. Yes. But the evening one is brilliant. But they're a little bit, they're a little bit young for it now. Quite scary, it's quite scary in the evening. Um, yes. It, if you, you know, having said that, I think Louis would actually be fine. Um, if, yes. Vic and Louis are the names well, of the boys. Obs- you know, um, um, so one of my twins, um, for the listeners, is he's obsessed with horror films. <laughs> so I think he's going to be Bonnie when he grows up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in lots of ways. Right. Um, he's got, uh, yeah, he's obsessed. I've got this book, and many hundreds of years ago, um, I did a show called Loose Women, and there was... Um, we, John Landis came in oh, and he gave me this he? book. Yeah, I signed it, this book, and it was all the greatest oh, horror. Oh you need God. to see it, actually, Bonnie. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the greatest horror uh, characters that have oh, ever been wow. in film. Oh, wow. And that must have been, God, that, I mean, I left about five years ago, so they must have been about four. And I left it out, and, and, and Louis was just going through it very gently. <laughs> he thought it was fantastic. Amazing. And every day he says, can I see it? Can I see it? Can I see it? And I go, no, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just think because it's the it's the it's the it's the posters, it's the mm. it's the surrounding. Yeah. He just thinks it's the clown. He mm. just thinks it's. Oh, I, I there's something it. about it now. There's some, I really get that, and I, I think that's what started me was actually those sort of books because we're all kind of. You're actually the youngest one in the room here, Sally, but we're of a certain <laughs> age. Toss, toss. But um, <laughs> but uh, we all kind of grew up in the same kind of seventies into eighties yeah, yeah, era, yeah. and where you couldn't, you know, VHS and probably was just about to start. But a lot of the horror stuff I would see on BBC Two and, and Channel yes. Four with the Hammer Horror uh, seasons yes. and the Universal seasons. But then I would buy those sort of books. 
Yes. And I would, and there's something so evocative about the photographs yes. from those movies. And actually, when you watch the movies now, we can see it. We go, oh, it's a bit cheesy because it's you can see all the the, 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 workings. the, the workings of it all and the, the the edges of the of the prosthetics and yeah. stuff. But there's just something really about evocative about those photographs. I think, in the book. see, I'm, I, as you know, I'm obsessed with um, Hammer. I yes, I, yes. I love that. And I said to Steve tonight, when I get in from work, um, can I? Can we watch a hammer Ooh. and have a glass of red wine and put the fire? Oh, there's nothing great. better. There's nothing than better. That is there. Do you have a favourite hammer horror? Oh, well, do you know what? There's one I yeah. won't work with. I <laughs> can't remember what it's called. I'm so annoyed. Oh, okay, but maybe. It was about um, Stephanie Beecham was in it. Oh, uh, screaming. Scre- yeah, there's the now screaming, the screaming starts. Now the screaming with the starts. hand. Oh, it's amazing. It's mainly featuring Stephanie Beecham's heaving bosoms for the whole way through, and but it's that famous house. It's the it's the it's house the from house Rocky Horror, and Pinewood. it's the house. Yeah, it's the one that's and. Weirdly, in that film, it's the only time you realise there's a river right in, by the house. Is, well, we films still open all hours there, you see. Ah, so did before you? And Pinewood. So yep. before the end of last um, yeah. season, which was Jan- uh, sorry August when we finished, I took the boys to see round Pinewood set. And they oh, were filming wow. Bond at the time. Um, so we got to, sort of a glimpse of it and the water set because actually everybody's just waiting for something to happen. So they were quite happy to show us round, you know, because oh. like, that's all you do on a film. So it's a tang about for a shot, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so everybody was absolutely lovely, like quite excited. Oh, yes, this is this and I've made this. And the boys oh. were just overwhelmed. But then I, I told yeah. them about the um, the house. Yes, I can't remember the name of the, the house. house because you filmed Bake Off there, which obviously I did as oh, well. Oh, yes, yes, of course you did. And the river. And there's a, there also is a secret cave there that not many people know <gasps> about. That there's a secret some, cave? There's a secret <laughs> cave. I mean, it's, I've got pictures of it. I'll show you. It's Please, phenomenal. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I just absolutely love it. But the reason why I love that film particularly mm. is in Still Open All Hours is an actor called Jeffrey Whitehead. Right, uh, yes. So he, he's in uh, Jeffrey White. Um, he, he, he's also in Not Going Out, playing yes. Max Dad. He's a very, very famous actor. Mm, yes, but yeah. you see him now, he's, in, he's 80, he's extremely tall, he's got mm. grey hair. So back then, he was this unbelievably stunning. He's of six, six foot four, and oh, he's got gosh. this long blonde hair. Oh, the blonde, yeah. And he was the henchman in yeah. there. And so he said, of course yes, he I is. did a hammer once. Um, yes, I had to sort of... Uh, yes, it was rather it's rather distasteful. I had to, I had to take um, Stephanie Beecham with one arm. <laughs> I, like, well, I had such I had such a crush on him. <laughs> okay, he's, I just remember I had a crush on him. I think when I first saw that movie. Well, what I did on the last day, I I got it up on YouTube, and we all forced oh. him to watch it. And oh. It was hysterical, <laughs> and he was like. Oh. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? And I know it's absolutely that was brilliant. 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 There's quite a few yes. good jump scares in there as well. Oh, there was that spate of the, ha- the severed hands chasing you around, a bit like mm. um, the, the one from the Adams family, but in a yes. scary way. In There's a, a Michael Caine film. I don't know what the that hand. one's called. Is it called The Hand? It's called The, the hand. hand. I remember because it scratched on the yeah. ceiling. I remember watching that in the 70s and being absolutely petrified. It was scratching on the ceiling. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, in the loft. Yes, and I remember it is. Go- is that yeah, the one? Yeah, and that's I remember the one. going upstairs into my grand's loft because yeah. it was a tiny terraced house. And you'd have to walk past the loft stairs and I used to go, oh, so I thought there's yeah. his hand scratching at me. We let kids watch anything those days. Well, absolutely, well, absolutely. Well, no, no. Very true. I think, but the general... <laughs> Ambience of the seventies was absolutely terrifying. It was basically hammer horror at four o'clock in the afternoon, but about the blood and the sex. It yes. literally would yes. be <laughs> terrifying. Well, the kids' TV was. Oh my god! Have you, uh, oh. Have, you, have you followed that Twitter feed, Scarred for Life? 
Yes, I do. Oh. I do. It's absolutely. No, I don't. I don't. What is it? What it's is it? It's God for Life. It's all the, all the stuff yep. we used to watch in the seventies, and you watch oh. it back and go, "This is unbelievably inappropriate." Yeah. Yes. How could we? As to, there was one about a nun with no face in a rocking <gasps> chair. Yes, oh, yes, I, I, I remember that. That, that was an yes. armchair thriller. Yes, that was an yes. armchair yes. thriller. Yes. It was absolutely brilliant, and that was one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were talking over. Derek reintroduced me to. I don't know if you. It might be a little bit before your time. The oh, um, Children, Children of the, of the Stone, Stone, which I kind that of got mixed really up in my head with the Doctor Who story, Tom Baker story about stone really? circles. Oh, it, oh no! And it's did about they, stone circles. Did they sort of pop up in the middle of this stone circle and then wander I, off? Was that um, what? It, it was. It um, was. It was no. a family appear uh, going to a it, village. Yes. That was surrounded by all these stones, and then you realise that everybody within the village is caught within the stones, yes. and can they actually escape? It's one of those hard to explain because you're a little mm. bit. It's a bit spooky. Uh, the it's Gareth Thomas from Blake Blake from Ooh. Blake Seven. Seven he's yes. in it, he's and and I'll lend, I've got yes. the DVD. I'll lend it to because it's and oh, the title sequence that. is terrifying. Mm. It's one of those fisheye camera lenses going around, and it's a real village. With yeah. a stone circle around yes. the outside of it. And the village oh, is wow. like a crossroads uh, um, in the middle of this stone wow. village. Uh, stone village. Stone circle awesome. and the yes. village is in the middle. And it's just... I've been meaning to go... And it's not Aylesbury, but something like that, isn't mm. it? It's oh, called, you go, Alfred, we Yeah, go. it's the most like incredible place. But that was at 4.30 in the afternoon. I've actually <laughs> just <laughs> filmed a horror film. Oh! Really? Now, have you just... Is this My the first, first movie? Brilliant. Is it the first movie or first horror movie? It's, an, it's, it's a TV movie for UK, okay. UK Gold. It's, <gasps> yes, it's comedy, no, comedy yes. horror. And it's called Dial M for Middlesbrough. So it's the trilogy. <laughs> it's the third one of the, you know, the uh, Death on the Blackpool Express. Yes. Johnny Vegas and yes. Sean Gibson. Yeah, so I pay, play this sort of landlady, very blousy landlady. Not unlike you, Bunny, actually. <laughs> quite a look. Blousy a look. is literally my favourite word. Blousy <laughs> landlady, yes. She's sort of dressed to the nines at every minute of every day with like full makeup always gorgeous and she runs this the worst campsite in the world and she thinks it's sort of the hill sold and there yeah, it's, it's yeah. the Can't funniest wait. it was the greatest character and there's on Johnny Vegas as well Johnny Vegas Sean Gibson um, uh, who else is in it God, there's loads and loads of people it's quite an ensemble um, cast mm. oh wow uh, Joanna Page oh, from Gavin wow. and Stacey so there's lots of little, um, yeah Phil Davis is in it believe it or not from Quadrophenia do you know oh god Yes, yes, He's of course. He's played my husband in it. He's hilarious. Uh, amazingly hilarious. You just would not have cast him in it. And he's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> um, and I don't even know if he thinks he is because, he, you mm. know, he's just playing it so straight that he's hysterical. Oh. So it's very, very, very... Oh, oh and Jason right. Donovan's in it. Oh, gosh. I Jason got to meet Donovan. him for the first time Sean the other day. giggly about Yes, him. it's oh. very hard not to. I went with Harriet to see him in, um, in, in Joseph. Uh, with him as the pharaoh, mm. and it was like, uh, and, and she had done Sweeney Todd with him, which oh. I, but it's before I knew uh, yourself and before yes. I knew Harriet yeah. uh, in the dark days. In the dark days, <laughs> <But, laughs> when you found your people. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, um, <laughs> Apart from you, don't you? I got a boat, I got a boat. But he was, he was one of those things where you actually had to really concentrate to talk to him. Cause you, well, it's really funny because I didn't mm. really, I was sort of stone roses and Morrissey before he turned into an idiot, and I absolutely loved that was my music. So, but Sean said, I don't even. I'd, honestly, I'd never even. I don't know anything about his music, but he just oh. makes me go funny. And I went, yeah. "You are hilarious, around him." She was like, "Oh, he's so." <laughs> I'm, I'm a forty-five-year-old woman. What's going on? Oh. It was brilliant. But he does have that effect. I think he's got so it's, it's the twinkle. Horror. 
Can't wait to see that. I'm doing a real that. life thing at the moment. So I don't yes. Know if you to. Should we talk, carry on about horror films? I'll oh, no, no, I want to hear. So this is uh, Oh, so I did a real life sort of, I play quite a horror character in it, I think, but it's mm. very gritty, normal mm. drama. So yeah. it goes out on the 19th of November on Channel 5. I imagine it'll be after nine. I know it'll be after nine. <laughs> it's a four-parter over four nights, uh-huh. so 1923. And essentially, it's about this lady, very, very normal woman, me, gets um, no makeup this time. Ooh. And she's a carer, and she's a carer for a mum in a house, and she's a carer at work as well. But she's a, she just tried to do her best. She's got a daughter. Her daughter says she's pregnant. She, she really, really thinks, how can I help her? So she sells her house and lives and wants to live off the equity, give her, all, her daughter mm. some money. In one phone call, she loses £83,000 because of of cold call, which is so... I mean, finding out about that one is the the Mm. most terrifying, real-life terrifying. The the kind of things they can do and and the lengths Mm. they go to. And this film sort of explains that in the first step. Then it goes... She goes, she gets her revenge, she takes her revenge. Oh, so amazing. it's very in the feel of falling down, you know, when I'm just mm, a really yes. normal person with my, just can't do mm. it anymore. And Snap. she just literally goes, Raj. Fantastic. So it was great to play. I mean, it was very, I mean, I, when, I, when I came home, I was exhausted and a bit, a bit teary. And, and I was like, man, That's what's great. the matter with me? I've never been like this before, you know. And um, I'm not method, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... And it was my friend Dan Ryan, isn't it? And she, he said, yeah, but you That's obviously good. don't feel this, but your body thinks you've just gone through entire mm, trauma yeah. for the last eight weeks. I was in every yeah. scene. I thought, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. So it was, it was yeah, it's full on. It's, I, I can't mean, it's mad. I saw the cut it. of it. We've got the screening on Thursday morning, so on uh, Halloween morning, which Ooh, is quite appropriate. appropriate. <laughs> um, yes, so that's exciting. That's my two things coming out in the next. I think Still Open All Hours is on at the moment as well. That's, I think it is. Um, uh, I'm not sure if it's the Friday, new. So. Is it the new series? I can't yes, remember. Series, it is the new yeah, series. Yeah. No, I'm really excited about Cold Call. Uh, I think it sounds amazing. Because originally when you told me about it, I thought it was a one-off. I didn't realise it's a four-part. It's a four-part, so yeah. It's a four-part. So it's on four channel, channel five. five. So that's channel and five. And it's I, I, I on the 12th of November. After nine o'clock, definitely. I think it'll be nine o'clock on the. 19th of November Oh, and fantastic. then consecutive days after that. And one of the things I, I was going to just bring up is that's kind of a more of a personal thing is uh, very sweetly, by complete fluke, then you gave some photographs to the props people. By accident, they printed off a photograph of you and my mother. Yes, as part this of is it. Set. So there was so a. Was and Bonnie came home with, over with his mum on Christmas Day, and we had a lovely day, didn't we? Yeah, and, and there was a picture of a lovely picture of me and his mum. Yeah. And I gave them what happens in dramas. You have to yep. give your own personal pictures sure. over because to, to to dress the set. Yeah. So I have a set of childhood pictures, and so you can see all the stuff I've been in. It's all the same pictures. <laughs> I've yeah. got like a little stack, and <laughs> and I had a new stack. So because obviously um. I just sent them all well all my pictures and said just take what you want, and they chose the picture oh. of uh, Bunny and his uh, me and Bunny's mom, <laughs> and uh, and it's on the on the sideboard in cold call. So I hope you get God, to see a shot. No, I hope these I hope no. a little mini close up. It'd be lovely. I'm, I'm sure there will be. It was very sweet. Because when I told her about it, she thought it was a stage show. She thought you were in the West End oh. doing it, and she wanted to go. Oh. And see it and I was like going no no you don't have to leave the, it's fine don't you can watch it house. whether you can see the oh, photograph or not so. yeah, I'm, I'm so going to watch out for it now but obviously that's a little that's a little, little tidbit inside tidbit yeah, for, for the viewers to watch oh, but make it's people interesting watch because when I was back in, 100 years ago when I was back in Coronation Street my best friend best friend Catherine from home uh she is on the she was on the shelf in the Rovers living room <laughs> 
for five years as my dead sister Sharon because they were going to cast an extra and I said look my best friend looks exactly like me do you want to do you so she so I brought a picture in and they went oh, that's perfect and there she was dead Sharon that's amazing <laughs> dead Sharon dead Sharon dead Sharon Unwin we were gonna, I was going to talk about I was trying to there's so much about your. If you look at your IMBD, it literally is like the the best money jobs. <laughs> no, it's not. It's got the most amazing things. You know, I mean, you know how much I love Mount Pleasant, you know, and yeah. Scott and Bailey that you created with mm-hmm. Saran, and yeah. uh, and it was. Oh, there's just so many amazing things. And Murdered for Being Different was with the BBC. I was talking about last, oh, that last gosh. night. I went to the Pride of Britons last night. Yeah, I want to hear about this, by the way. Did anything happen last night in yes. the Pride of Britons, by so any chance? I came out and I saw yes. bags of chips. Yes. So I turned around and I was just about to get in the taxi and bags of chips went... Sally, it's Ruby, because she used to be called Ruby. Uh-huh. And and she was Jonathan, my friend Jonathan Harvey's best friend for uh-huh. years. And I didn't recognise her, because she's literally lost half her body weight. Yeah. So I turned round, slap on the floor. Oh, oh my gosh. Went over the heels, mm. and paps were all over me. Oh, It was well, awful, I was mortified. And I said to them, please don't use that, I'm just getting in the taxi. And they're like, and just laughing at me. It was yeah. awful. <laughs> but sure you, look gore- you look gorgeous and green. Yeah. I was Green's slightly nice. jealous that you were in the Daily Mail without me, instead with a bag of chips. I was just... <laughs> I was mortified. <laughs> but you look... I didn't even recognise her. She looks just Well, but obviously Bagger's doing RuPaul's Drag Race yes. UK season one. And mm-hmm. uh, she has... What's the word the kids use now? Glowed up. She's had a bit of a glow up, so she's very glam. Because I think Bagger's aesthetic was always kind of Blackpool Down Lady. It was because you know she's quite young, but she had that short, choppy hair and sort of like the sort of glittery dresses. And now, now that's why you didn't recognise her because she's full on glamour. Yeah, I mean, she's amazing. I just oh gosh, hello. Um, Yes, I'd met her. A long time yes, ago, so it was lovely true. actually. Apart from the fact that I fell over, <laughs> and Steve went, "Oh my God, you're all right?" Because I really, f- oh, it was we, Ed oh. Lace platform heels on. Oh gosh! And it just literally, t- my ankle still yeah. hurt now, and it just twisted, bang. Ouch. On. Sack of potato. Oh gosh! But you were talking about mm-hmm. murdered for being different. Oh yeah. So I was on the table just talking about um, just obviously these horrendous stories we were hearing at mm. the, uh, the uh, yeah Bride Britain Awards. Is it as, as harrowing to be there that is to watch? It's, harrowing it's in a, a good way. It's a beautiful place. Mm. I mean, it's the only one I go to. I don't really like awards to be honest. I'm not really a big fan. No. There's a few that I like that are really good laugh and all your friends go and it's really nice. Sure. But essentially, they're quite long and they're, they're work, you know mm. and and you have to look particularly of a yeah. I'm, I'm quite a scrubber to be honest, and I can't be bothered going out. <laughs> You're not. You're like, <laughs> and you know, I can do it for an hour, and then <laughs> makeup comes off. Just get off. Oh, oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I went to Pride with Bunny, yes, and we she did. stayed absolutely in perfection for hours. It, yeah, I and I had flat shoes on and little joggy pants, and I didn't care. And she looked amazing. I went, I don't know if she does it. I don't know if she does it. I think when we went to dinner after, it was in Manchester Pride, wasn't it? Yeah, Which was amazing. Oh, amazing. And yeah. uh, well, that was an incredible weekend. It but was incredible. I don't think I, I was felt like I'd been hobbled when I got back to the hotel. I, I, can't, I, I mm. imagine it's like that scene in Misery. Yeah. When you get bang because I don't know how you did it. I mean, it I felt a bit like that myself last night when I fell over those blooming platforms, <laughs> oh, and I'm so upset because I managed to thought. I thought I've got through the night walking on high heels. This is a big deal for me. Yep. <laughs> and I went and I, went, I did the Women of the Year awards the day before in right. these said heels. Got away with that. Got yeah. up the stairs. Yep. Everything all gorgeous. Bang. Oh, no. So we're going back to tiny little heels again. Tiny little heels. Yes. I know I shouldn't have gone to the dark side. It was never yeah. going to work. <laughs> it is. It was quite never going to work for no. me. <laughs> I well, floor-length gown and flats. That's the way forward. Honest to God, I can't. Yeah, ridiculous. I remember once. Um, I think it was my first soap awards. 
400 years ago and I remember being given a gifted I, mm. well, I had to get it back obviously it was a Vivian Westwood gown those are the oh, days wow. I could get in a Vivian Westwood gown Amazing. and um, it was sort of this sort of corset thing with this sort of parachute skirt it was ridiculous and she gave me these shoes and they had actual toes sort of the shape of your toes you put them in oh, and you gosh. Toes them. And, the, and the heels were skyscraper heels yeah. and I thought oh my god they're so beautiful literally I wore them for about I would say 20 minutes <sighs> And then I said, I can't wear these. No. So I was walking around with flat shoes and then went home in Saran's. Because <laughs> she's, she's a size eight. And she's <laughs> like, oh, I'll put my flip-flops on there. She's never a size eight. Yeah. There we go. How is she, by the way? She's I've not seen her for a long yeah, time. She's great, yeah. She's filming Save Me at the moment. Oh, I've not seen... It's Gentleman Jim, wasn't it? The show that she just... Gentleman Jack. Gentleman Jack, that was it. Because I'm just going to say, I've not seen it yet, so it's, I need to see honestly, it. It's I she was born to and I know she's my friend but she was absolutely born to play this role. Oh, like wow. the original woman is looks she looks like even looks identical oh, to her. Wow. I mean it's she's phenomenal in it. I'm, I'm desperately proud of it. It's a great great thing and to watch. And that's the same writer that did Scott Sally Wainwright. Bay, Sally Wainwright. Yes, that did was our, it. did the first uh, two series of Scott and Bailey. I think. Right. I think it was the first two, and then Amelia took over. Yeah, I can't quite remember. But yeah, oh. she's in a phenomenal role. Happy Valley, you know, she's... she's yes, you know, yes, I hadn't realised she yeah. did all that she's, until uh, yeah. lately. She's, she's amazing. Lovely to be with Dan Ryan again. On, with Cold Call. Uh, with Cold Call. I know. Oh, well, it reunited. Was a, it was reunited. It was lovely because what happened, We I was asked to do Cold Call, and there was no script. It was really odd. Um, Channel 5, uh, I mean, it's quite maverick of them. It's quite inventive. Mm-hmm. They, they commission on an idea. Wow. They, and then they make you go away and make it. Whereas all the other, all the other producers, all you know, um, networks, you need a script, then a second script, oh, then yeah. a cast, and whatever attached. And, a, and you literally go with an idea, and they'll oh, go. Wow. Yeah, I, I do that. like Channel Five. I have it's to say, I, 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 I in the last few I years, the time. yeah, I, I was, I was, you know how much I'm, I mean, I love anything you're in, but the posh hotels with Nigel. Oh, this is the other extreme, obviously, of, of I know, entertainment. I do everything. I told you, I'm but, a but yeah, but I, love, <laughs> I am the target audience for that. Though you put a couple it of was, natural treasures with so some beautiful backgrounds, and I am there. So it's, it's, it was such fun to do. That, that. was brilliant. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, so they just commissioned on an idea. So I, I had this thirty-page treatment, so mm-hmm. thirty-page sort of about all cold calls and mm-hmm. about what, how it's a. It's almost like a, it's like a modern malaise. It's an, it's just underneath the surface, and people mm-hmm. don't like to talk about it because no. they're embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. They're either petrified it's going to happen to them, mm-hmm. and they're overcautious, or it's happened to them. Mm-hmm. So we did the press day about. I think it was about a week ago and uh, sorry about two weeks ago and I went in and we had interview after interview after interview sure. and this one woman and I won't tell you which paper it's from but she, she it was a therapy chat because it happened to her oh wow she'd had thousands taken off her <gasps> two weeks before Christmas oh, and she was really distracted because her father-in-law had, had dropped dead instantly really really surprisingly and her husband was in a mess the children oh, in a mess gosh. about it it was relatively young and she just took a call because she was trying to organise the life, yeah. the funeral, everything. And she wasn't thinking she was guard. distracted. It's all about being distracted. Yes. Yes. Oh, and gosh. they read your personality and it's, it's terrifying. And she said, all of a sudden, it was gone. Thousands of pounds are gone. And she was tearing up about it. And I went, this is, good. This is awful for you to, to sit through this. She went, no, I think it's really important mm. that people, yeah. you yeah. know, people I'm, see it. I, I don't know how you could protect yourself against that. Do, does it go into uh, any details? If anybody asks you to give you details, oh, you just yeah. don't. You, you just, just don't. You don't. You wait for written, yes. you know. And I always think, like, call back. If it's someone saying they're from British Gas or they're from the mm. bank or from wherever, call, them back. call the, so, the, so, the, so the so phone this, number up and this, call them back. This is what happened to her, though. 
she did call them back and they had um, took the gas, they, they, they redirected the oh. number she was calling to them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's awful. terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. That really is scary. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's sort of. And I'm I, in shock. I'm actually yeah, shocked. Yeah, that's that. what happened to her. They, 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 honestly, if you watch the first show, you'll just you see what happens. And the problem is the police can't detect it because the minute it lands in their account, it goes into something else. Literally scatters around the world. So oh unless you've got some amazing forensic Interpol police, which obviously yeah. we haven't, that's it, it's gone. Oh my gosh. It's terrifying. Absolutely. So anyway, it's a bit cheery telling yeah, for, you for your, no, uh, you but for, for your autumn for evenings. Yeah, but <laughs> as far as the drama cold call goes, that means she gets her revenge, which mm. I think. Uh, so I think that would be very cathartic. Yes, yes. <laughs> very cathartic for everybody that she's doing a, a death wish. A death wish, <laughs> <is> a little <laughs> bit like that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, now I think we've talked about all the different horror films you're into, but uh, coming up to Christmas this year, are you going to looking forward to having this Christmas off without a, yeah, a, a, a pantomime this year? Was in pantomime. Yeah. You've, um, you've escaped and I've been sucked back in I've, I know I can't believe that this is going wrong because yeah. usually you're like oh, no I'm yeah, exactly. here um, I actually remember one of the very first times we fairly early on you, yes, you said you, I think it was the one you did for uh, First Family in I want to say Liverpool or Manchester it's Liverpool, Liverpool. Right? Yeah, you'd, say, you'd done the press launch this is very early on from when we first met and you mm-hmm. said like, I've just been dressed as a fairy around the docks and I literally went that well welcome to my world <laughs> <laughs> it was literally in July people yeah. shouting at me oh, yeah. I'm dressed as a fairy and I went yeah. I didn't know you had to do that why do you yeah. have to do yeah. that yeah. in July yes and it was nothing you know, worse than a press launch for pantomime in searing heat, heat. Mm. I, was, I was stifling mm. in this corset and the wigs yeah. and the fairy yeah. wings and I was like oh this is a but I absolutely love Panto I fell in love with it that year I've met the most amazing I've still got the director we still um, she, we go to Mallorca on holiday and she's got a house there and we go and stay Aww. with her every st- we're still dear dear friends uh, which is absolutely lovely. I just think the Panto scene is such fun it is it's, it, I it's think it's because fun. it crosses so many genres of yeah. performers so you I've get people bad, I've never had yeah. a bad experience I've only done three to be yeah, fair true. I mean you've done loads I've done that I've only had the odd I have to say about one probably the last one yeah. I did was <laughs> that's really telling because people can google that now um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Do I think it deserved it. So, um, uh, <laughs> to be blunt, and if you look at the cast list, you can probably guess why. <laughs> um, just saying, but it's pretty famous what happened to one of the artists afterwards. Um, not that I had a problem with them, but you know, it was probably a bad time for them. Let's put it that yes, way. Yeah. But that's the only time I've actually been. Oh, this is exhausting. Which is one of the reasons I took it last year off because it was. <laughs> I think I needed to recover. It was just. Yeah, but I hadn't I mean, done about twenty-four in a row. So well, the I problem is, oh, twenty-four. I mean, the problem is with Panto is it's all-consuming. Yes. So if you're yes. not having the best time in your life, yeah, yeah. yes, it will bring it out because you never. You're yeah. always there. I mean, on the three-show days, I, I didn't look at my contract. <laughs> and because we'd done, we'd done Dunstable, which was, which was sort of, I had a year off, and then I was off yes. for Dunstable, and it was a different. That was company. lovely. Yeah, John it was lovely. And and as I stayed with our, our other dear friend, and and he was in Milton Keynes, and we were sharing a flat. Am I allowed to say who that is? Yes, but oh, I've not said. Uh, so yeah, it got, said uh, uh, he got was in Milton Keynes, <laughs> and I was in uh, yeah. Dunstable, so we shared a flat. It was lots of fun that year, and. Um, so it, it, yeah, all all brilliant stuff, all great, but it was snowing. So there was a lot of the audience didn't make it yeah. some days. <sighs> yes, and so it was it wasn't it was great. Don't get me wrong, and Dunstable's absolutely lovely, and the people were amazing. They were just so chuffed. There was yeah. something so exciting going on. Um, but 
Canterbury, the Marlow, was Aww. just phenomenal last it year. Is, it's oh. literally one of the it's best Christmases magical towns. I've ever had. It but was just phenomenal. We've and I'm going this again this year, booked on Yes. To, to yeah, go ben as a Roddy. I mean, like a massive oh, weirdo. Yeah. I'm going back to my own workplace. Totally, yeah. uh, no, I, that was my very first job as a pretty boy dancer all those many centuries ago. And uh, back in, when the old king was still alive. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we have run out of time. I could talk oh, to you all day. Well, we do normally. So, um, so thank you it's very much. No, for being my very first guest. And it's a great show. Thank, <laughs> you, very Thank you very much. Now we're going to play some music and I'm going to press a button and see what happens. <laughs> I think we're going to go, we're going to, we're, I think we're going to try and do the Monster Mash. Ooh. Hello, darlings. Bunny Galore here, the queen of the cult movies. I'm back once more. I hope you've uh, got home from work and are snuggling up and waiting for a little bit more slice of horror. I'm here with Derek Elwood. Hello, Bunny. And we're about to introduce our next guest, who, I have to say, I am very, very excited about. Because yep. I've been a fan of his work for so long, and uh, just it's been an absolute pleasure to, to welcome you here. So welcome, Mr. Kim Newman. Oh, I'm very glad to be here. Oh, very lovely to meet you finally. I don't know how we've not actually... Uh, Cross paths before, yes, really. I'm surprised as well. But it, it's such a small field, too. I know, <laughs> especially the com, com, with the convention side yeah. of things. I, I'm quite amazed that we've not. Because uh, I do Horicon in uh-huh. Sheffield, yeah. and I do. I think it was what I could have sworn we did one together, but then I think that's just my, <laughs> my fantasy yeah. in my mind, obviously. Um, because uh, I think. I think it might have been uh, maybe Wintercon or something like that, perhaps one of those ones anyway. Because you are very popular on all those um, all those scenes. Yes, I suppose I I don't do that many cons. I have to say it's um, a sort of distraction from staying home writing, which, which, is, which boringly is really what I have yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah that's the <laughs> you know, I mean, that's all the, main the other thing. stuff, you know, is is kind of cool and fun. It's important that I enjoy it. Uh-huh. But the the sad fact is that quite a lot of my job involves me sitting Actually. alone in a room typing <laughs> uh, not very uh, dramatic it's why photographs of authors are always so boring <laughs> not yours <laughs> not yours can I just say right. yeah. not yours yeah. I had a good old Google and I thought like, oh, uh, right. there yeah. was so many things I mean I think I've been following a work I think that's how I discovered you though mm-hmm. was probably being in a how would you say I suppose nowadays they say influencer and those sort of things uh, but uh, now uh, yeah the, you're be, the you're first person who's ever called me an influencer no, I'm, and, uh, I'm yeah. not, and I'm really really not sure <laughs> how I feel about that one. Um, no, well, that's because yeah. that's what I have to describe myself as. Yeah. But I don't like it either. Because yeah. I can't think, I think, you know, but you're a journalist. I am always it. amazingly pleased when people, I mean, I saw someone the other day saying that they had blind bought uh, a Blu-ray on uh, my recommendation. Yeah. Point. I thought, oh yeah, that, actually that is influence, isn't it? Yes. You know? Well, um, is, that's, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. I don't mean yeah. like standing there with a makeup brush going, I think it's Jean's the orange. And yeah, tomorrow. no, that's kind it's of It's influencing weird. as in having a, 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 you've always had a great opinion on so many things and eloquently brought that across. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do try and promote things. I mean, yes. not pro- promote, but make people aware of stuff they might that might otherwise slip past yeah, yeah. Exactly. i feel it's sometimes my job to speak up for the little things as it were that, <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> because there are pl- there are plenty of like um huge high profile films and books that really don't need my help no, yeah some of mean. which i like some of which i don't no, like but right. you know Tell but me. it is it, it's when we get down to the uh yeah 
<laughs> the pound shop <laughs> well, era that, and, and you, streaming and, yes. and, and you know go on to the second page of recommendations <laughs> that kind of stuff that's when I think people start needing a bit more guidance yes uh, and that's when I, I am here to watch all this stuff, you know, to, to, to winnow out the, the more interesting work. Yes, uh, I do. Yes, well, that's I'm an advocate of that myself, and I, mainly because the films I get to host are probably on not on the second page, on, yeah. the, on about the seventy third yeah. page. Yeah. The brain that wouldn't die, and yeah. you know, um, uh, well, teenagers from outer space, and all those sort of things. Well, I do like those movies. I know. Yeah. Well, I love I've just done yeah. so. Uh, it's uh, it's going to go on my Instagram uh, on on Halloween itself. I've just done a brain that wouldn't die photo shoot oh. with this amazing <laughs> photographer uh, Neil, who's in. He, he lives in Chester, but it's worth the journey because. <laughs> his wonderful Hollywood lighting like mm -hmm. it's, you feel like yeah. Diana Dawes in the 1950s which is yeah. pretty much what I've been yeah. trying to achieve for the last 20 years but uh, he and so I've done a brain that wouldn't yeah. die setup. better than feeling like Diana Dawes in the 1970s no yeah. I, yeah that wasn't a good time for her was it no. she was I, I loved her in the 80s just yeah. before she passed oh, away oh and actually she, I uh, one of the jobs I did recently was a commentary track on the uh, release of The Amazing Mr. Blunden. Uh, <gasps> and she's terrific in that. Oh, they've been releasing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a commentary with the with the kids, who are now, of course, grown-ups, oh, wow. uh, and had lots of interesting things yeah. to say. They were all frightened of her. Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, she looks yeah. terrifying in yeah. the movie. I I'm not yeah. sure she was terrifying in real life. But, no, but in that but particular... It, in that particular role, because yeah. she looks... She's obviously got to the point of, I suppose, being fed up with having had to look glamorous mm. every single moment of every single yeah. day for so long but suddenly I'll just start playing Harridans and yeah. Hags because yes. you know? even that's the only time she actually kind of makes up oh no um Children of the Moon, I think the yeah, Hammer and House uh, of Horror, Nothing but the on. Night as well. Yes, she has different wigs on. Serial killer in that, and mm. she's got yeah. a red wig on in that. Not, it's not a Hammer film. I think it's the Amicus one mm. with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, where she's running around on an island. Quite a lot. Yeah, Nothing but the Night. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, I sorry, yeah. I missed. I was talking yeah. over you then. I'm so yeah. sorry. That's right. Um, uh, yes, that I love that movie. Mm. Running around with a red leather a coat on and a red wig, and yeah. it's like that's. A, but that's her character acting. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I mean, a bit rich coming from me, but. <laughs> but hey, um, anyway, uh, yeah. Oh wow, that's I can't wait for that new release of Mr. Yeah. London. Is that a Blu-ray? Do you think? Yes. Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. very right. exciting. I'm so, not. I'm not sure if I was allowed to announce oh, that as okay. well. It's, it's, I've got in trouble. allegedly. I've, I've got in trouble before for saying, "Oh, I've just been doing," and somebody said, "You know, we, that's not official oh. yet." And I think if I've sat in a studio and talked through it, you know, I, I'm yeah, pretty sure people pretty would be grateful if it's we talk about official. the Major Mr. London on Blu-ray. Yeah, I think people would be yeah. happy. Yeah, just don't else. tell anybody else. Don't shh. Yeah, now, right. Now yeah, listen, yeah. boys and girls out there, that's a yeah. secret. Don't tell yeah. anybody. But it'd be very exciting. I'm yeah. very excited. I can't wait to get it. I didn't realise actually until I was uh, checking uh, doing my research last night because I obviously knew I'd seen you a lot of documentary and so many documentaries. Which uh, and I've literally I've, you have really inspired me in the last twenty years from that side of thing. I mean, I'm not a writer, but I would uh -huh. like. Well, we'll talk about the books in a second. But it's uh, but I hadn't I not realised because obviously I'm a horror host and yeah. there's no other horror host in the UK apart from a couple. Yeah. So uh, over the years, and I was inspired by the revival of Alvira's movie McCarthy. Uh, about eight years ago, nine years ago mm -hmm. now. Uh, but there were still a few ones that I had grown up with because mm -hmm. we, I always tell American friends, we didn't have horror hosts yeah. here until Elvira, post Elvira, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. So we didn't grow up with our hosts in the 50s, 60s, 70s. It's so weird that we didn't. When you had all those local ITV channels, you would have thought yeah. someone would have thrown well, a cape on. We did weirdly have this thing where the, 
whoever the local ITV continuity announcer was mm. used to have. I mean, because they never they didn't appear on camera, but I do remember uh, obviously staying up to watch like. Yeah, mummy movies on yeah. Friday nights or whatever. The continuity announcer would quite often have to sort of make some weak joke yeah. afterwards. Yes, they would but do. also because it the, the the late night horror film segued into um, I don't know if they still do the epilogue where some poor clergyman has to come out and give a, oh a sort of semi And I remember age, so we seeing kind of something that. like uh, yeah, a mummy film which ended with the, the, the high priest burning down the temple or whatever <laughs> and cutting to some vicar saying, well, now that priest has finished with his work. <laughs> and of course, what you're doing is turning the television off and going to bed. Being a, do you a, remember those? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, I, mean, but wow. the, I love the fact that they were Live, yes. So some, live. some poor clergyman had to sit, wait up, probably, we, you know, with a monitor watching yeah. the end of, of Dracula has risen from the grave, yeah. or whatever. Twins of evil, or something yeah, like that, with a lot of cleavage. Having to come in with their uh, <laughs> sort of <laughs> very sermon? mild, inoffensive sermons, yeah. aren't they? The sort of thought for today. Completely yeah. forgotten about that. Yeah. So both me and Derek come from kind of the similar era <laughs> as in the yeah. local. ITV, so we were yeah. both uh, uh, Southern, Southern and TV. then TVS. Yes. Oh, I so was Westward. You were Westward. Westward, Gus Honeybun. TSW. Gus Honeybun, Gus Honeybun. Yeah. Obviously, that, I mean, yeah. as a child, I, <laughs> yes. right, that's, yeah. um, I, that's what... So we used to holiday in the West Country. Right, yeah. so. Is Gus Honeybun still working? I don't I know. Think it is. You know, I was obsessed with Gus Honeybun. Yeah. I absolutely was. And I've, I've done, again, I, I've done... We, we did a pilot, I think, for something where I had introduced a kind of a character like that, yeah. so a puppet mm. character. And it, yeah. and it, I, I think Bunny looks quite good with the it, but it's kind yeah. of, but it's never quite worked out. But I will do. I will at yeah. some point. I will do it properly. But yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, talking of influences, did how what. I, I came in addicted mm. by horror films because of those things mm. of the late night double bills on Channel 4 mm. and originally BBC 2 probably mm. with the Hammers um, what, what influenced you to get well, into Well it's the same thing but uh, probably a couple of years earlier mm-hmm. and I, I my uh, I mean I even because now you can find all this stuff I even found out the date but there was a there was a November evening oh, uh, wow. Friday in 1970 when I think it was Westwood then not not TSL they showed the Bela Lugosi Dracula and I stayed up late and I watched that thing and it changed my life it's like the thing barely runs 70 minutes and at the end of that film after midnight or whatever I was a horror fan I was a film fan and I immediately because Went out and bought the book because you could, yeah, that was the only way of recapturing stuff. And so I got into, uh, Mm. you know, horror monsters, but also then, Mm. you know, film and literature and it sort of broadened out. And and of course, I'm still kind of uh, in in my work addressing Dracula. I was even writing a piece about universal horror monsters for the Horror Channel today. So it's like, yeah, 50 years on, it's It's still kind of, but it it was, you know, those rare late evening screenings mm. of classic horror was what really got me to and of course this was the 70s and mm. it's <laughs> it's now slightly mythologized but there was so much scary stuff on mm. television in well, the 70s we were just yes. talking about yeah, I heard about you this, talking um, about the, the kids I was going to bring that up yeah. again with, with your good oh. self because um, Derek had reintroduced me to the Children of the Stone oh yes which yeah. in my head I'd got confused with the Tom Baker story Stones of Blood yeah I think mm-hmm. I was, I'd seen that a number of times it's yeah. one of my favourite Doctor and Who the, stories there, it's, it's like there were so many other uh, 
Mine said these TV shows about standing stones. Yeah. Oh, uh, Escape in the Night. The yes. Stone, yeah. Stone, yeah. Stone, stone tapes. tapes. Yeah. Stone, now, I only yes. saw the stone Stones. tape a little while ago, yeah. and that really... And mm. also, I'm, I don't know what I believe in with ghosts, but I actually do kind of believe the stone tape well, theory. I, mm. I'm, I'm on the commentary track for that as well. And I talked, <laughs> oh, to, and I talked to Nigel Neal about, about that and, I, yeah. and said, you know, you know that there's now quite a lot of literature about the, the stone tape theory. Yeah. And he sort of looked at me and smirked and said, I made it up. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> really? Oh. But it makes perfect sense, isn't it? It and does make sense. And that's really great. He didn't like to call himself a science fiction writer, but it's great science fiction mm. thinking, isn't yeah. it? Yes. An idea that is so plausible yeah. and persuasive that people later down the pub swear yeah. that mm, they've heard thing. it before. Well, I was quite surprised that suddenly, because I'd seen the Stone Tape about three yeah. years ago, and then it's only lately that suddenly I started hearing about it as if it was fact. Yeah. And I was like, did I miss the memo? <laughs> yeah. did, there was, there was there a yeah. thing there? And it does seem to suddenly yeah. be... Uh, but then, but that, it's... I, I, yeah. I, weirdly, I kind of get it in that energy way. I think that I sometimes feel there's a vibrational energy that creates these things. And it does points. fit into the notion that yeah, some ghosts do that thing of, of recreating their last mm. moments. Mm. And, so, and you see them walking in certain places yeah. where they have... So they are like recording. Yeah. But some ghosts are other types of things. Yeah. Well. So yeah. It's, no, I mean, yes, yeah. there are other stuff. So, but it's, yeah. it, well, I found it really interesting interesting theory mm-hmm. I, by the, uh, and I certainly I think I started with Dracula the better the ghost of Dracula mm-hmm. but I think it was on BBC 2 in the very yes. early 80s they yeah, were doing they, double bills yeah, they, they, the BBC got the rights to all those and they started doing the Saturday evening double bills where they'd show a universal film uh-huh. and then a hammer film quite yeah. often with like 45 minutes of cricket stuck in the middle which was like <laughs> agony if agony, you were yes. sat there wait, oh, waiting gosh. for the gorgon yeah. well, that's and, like and you had to watch oh. county cricket yes. plod on that was yeah. like the yeah. waiting for the football results yeah. to finish for, to wait for Doctor Who yes, to exactly. come on in the 70s yeah. or Basil yeah. Brush yeah. no one will understand that now that's not yeah. of a certain age but like <laughs> I, that's why I, I not I dislike sport but I on principle yeah. <laughs> I made the decision probably in 1977 78 never to like football yeah. Because I had to wait for these results yeah, to certainly right. click down. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, have a Google. You probably yeah. understand. But uh, so yes, I think I was influenced the same way. And then because there's so many Universal Frankenstein's, it was kind of mm. like double bills yeah. for quite a long yeah. time. That just remember one of the weirdest. Uh, this is an odd one. I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's one TV show. It's a one-off play, ITV. Only about half an hour, but it's uh, Glynis Johns, isn't it? She plays a vampire. Oh yeah, Mrs. Amworth. Mrs. Amworth. Yeah, and that yeah. isn't it strange. That's yeah. not that scary when you watch mm. it now. It's like, yeah. oh, that's the mother for Mary Poppins. Mm. Yeah. But as a child, there's a scene where she's like scratching at the window, a bit like uh, Salem's Lot, mm. and that, mm. and then the, the guy slams the the mm. hand. I, I was terrified with that. Yeah, I think she's. A, I mean, I think she's a really interesting choice. In yeah, that. yeah. But it's, but scary. actually works yeah, in a kind yeah, of a weird yeah. way because it's it's yeah. kind of because you wouldn't think it's like Miss mm. Marple. You would not. Yeah. She's, a very, she's not as old as. Oh, I actually people. think Miss Marple's terrifying, but yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's, it, I, I always think the she's only really happy when one of her neighbours is being hanged. Yes, yeah. It's like <laughs> she has no sentiment whatsoever. Is mm. there's this kind of ruthlessness? It's yeah, she like does, she's different she, upset, brings, she, no. she brings all these people to justice, no matter how awful the people <laughs> they've murdered were. Yeah, and you can imagine her having a little sherry and a, and a, and a smile the night or the. <laughs> <laughs> the morning when, when, as say, the lovable old gardener she's pinned the crime on is, is taken out of it's his cell and it's hanged true. at it's, dawn. It's like yeah. there's a the theory going around that uh, Angela Lansbury as 
uh, in Murder She Wrote is actually mm. the killer. Yeah, uh, because well, um, yeah. because she you know co- cabin cabin cove I think it is yeah. where it's set. Yeah. I, I might have got yeah. that wrong. Yeah. It is the murder capital of the world. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, but then again, it's same true of Midsummer County. Isn't exactly, it? Mm. It, it seems to be more dangerous than downtown it, Detroit it, during a gang war. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's true. <laughs> oh, I do love a murder mystery. So um, that influenced you, but when did the writing come in? Oh, I started writing really, really early. I mean, we're like uh, 11 or 12. It's oh, like, wow. And again, it's it, the original impetus was just to kind of recapture the, the thrill I got watching horror movies. Yeah. Uh, and I remember actually um, I used to write sort of little two, three, four page plays, which I would then get all my friends to put on in drama class at school. Oh, you know? gosh, yeah. um, and my mother had a very chic 1960s um, red line cloak, which was really Ooh. great for playing Dracula. Yes. Uh, and so I did that for a while. And then after a while, I just got fed up with how unreliable actors were. I, wow. yeah, 11 year olds and, <laughs> and, and started writing prose. Yeah. Although I have written um, plays subsequently. But you know, so I, just, I just started going back to um, you know, making up my own stories. And I wrote stories about monsters, of course. I'm still yes. writing stories about monsters <laughs> in a slightly elevated manner, but not <laughs> completely removed from what I was, was doing then. And for me, it, it, the, um, the fiction and the nonfiction has always been intertwined. You know, right. I've written actually a lot of fiction about movies and mm. show business and all the things that I have to spend a lot of time thinking about. Yeah. Um, and I always try in my uh, my critical writing to at least you know, write nice sentences. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and, and uh, sort of met, you know, explore the, the same kind of ideas. Well, I think it's, it's very addictive. It's, I, I think horror, I've been, it comes in waves with me. Mm throughout the years and when me and Derek met we met at the London Dungeon we were telling the story earlier we, we, were, we were performers well uh, Derek was the actor there and I uh, Bunny Glow was the ride but, um, but that's the joke I usually use but it, we had a great time and then I kind of when I left there I kind of left the horror behind me we actually actually I did get to do one of the wonderful things of being there at that particular time they did a launch of a, of a never happened as a film uh, called Hammer Glamour and Ingrid Pitt and Caroline Monroe. Uh, oh gosh, I've forgotten the other lady's name. She's the blonde lady from uh, some of the later. She's she's always a victim. She's never a vampire. I've forgotten her name now. So do excuse me. They came to do the press launch there. And Madeline Smith. Not Madeline. No, I love that Madeline Smith so much. No, she's she's blonde. And it, oh, oh, I'm so annoyed with myself. I can't remember her name. Uh, I think she's in the late. She's not in the Scars of Dracula. She's in um, a Taste of Blood. I think. Linda I think. Hayden. Uh, no, not Linda. Um, Isabel Black. Yeah. I did come with Linda Hayden the other day, and I did a, I did a uh, blood on Satan's claw photo shoot inspired oh. shoot. Oh, I'll send yeah. you the photographs. <laughs> I was without the without the yeah. monobrow, yeah, but I, yeah. I was Linda Hayden for songifying Linda. I was quite proud of my yeah. Um uh, No, I forgot her name. But anyway, uh, we, uh, people out there, you can have a Google. I will mm-hmm. put it, I put up my Twitter later on. Uh, but that was a, you know, I was in my element, you know, because uh, it was kind of before. Before I started doing what I do now, so I, I've met a lot of my heroes now. But at that, and Ingrid unfortunately isn't with us anymore. But at that point, she was, and so I had to show her to where little not comedy story, show her where the the photo shoot was happening, and I took her by the arm. And I was, but I forgot halfway through this quite quite uh, cold, eerie corridor. It's very atmospheric back then. 
uh, was this screaming skeleton, which was a thing that would go off, make a very, very loud noise. But you kind of forget about it because you were just numb to it if you worked there. And it's worse, I think, because no one's there, so it's even louder. So uh, I was taking Miss Pitt by the arm and showing, and we were chatting about, oh, I love you, and Countess Dracula, I love you, and this, I love you, that. And then the screaming skeleton went off, and she let off a scream so loud, I'm still deaf. (laughs) But afterwards, I was like, I don't care. Ingrid Pitts just screamed in my ear. I will go to the grave quite happy with that story. So, yeah, it came in way, and then I think we left horror uh, behind for a while, and then uh, a few years ago when uh, I was looking for a new project, that's when I started the horror hosting. Uh, And the reason I mentioned that before is because I hadn't realised you'd written Dr. Terror's House of Terror, which was the only proper horror host that we've ever had here. There are a few regional ones, and there are a couple who've done, like, tiny cable stations. Yes, there's like there was Cyber Dr. Girls. Terry and Terry Fying, it, I remember. Oh, I do remember that. Um, who was one of the guys from the old Orange Wednesdays ads. I can't remember the actor's oh. name now. Um, but he, I think he was on Sky in the very yes. early days. I, but after, Dr. Oh. Terror um, was the most elaborate. And Dr. Terror was... Um, uh, Guy Henry. Guy like Henry, a, yes. Um, yeah, because he, he's never credited. People don't yeah, know yeah. that. And he no, is, I had to he look is recognisable yeah. because it's a really subtle makeup job. <laughs> but uh, the reason Dr. Terror retired is that Guy didn't want to have that glued to his face oh, ever no, again because oh. it was very long days. Yes. And, very, but, yes. and I have to say, although I wrote it, a lot of the character is Guy's. We, is we all... Um, kind of hashed him out and, and I came up with a bit of a backstory for him but but he kind of knew what he wanted to do with it and I like the idea of a horror host who was kind of demonic but a showbiz character yes. as well uh, it's actually quite similar that. to oh my gosh the character mm-hmm. they in Angel yeah I haven't just yeah. realised that yes. that was yeah. much later on wasn't yes, it, it was. the, the and there were several other characters oh who the makeup man in particular kept track of every time a character came out who Popped looked up. like Dr. Terror because yeah. um, it does so, look incredible but yeah. it's, it's that era yeah. of I think maybe maybe they made advances in latex that you yeah. could have movable faces so mm-hmm. I think it was when Red Dwarf was going on the robot and Red yeah. Dwarf was and that Dr. Terror was around that era mm. so suddenly it was much more mm. easier to express yeah. yourself through the mask yeah. but yes Guy Henry's in Holby at the moment with yeah. my friend David Ames and, I'm, and I keep going to David oh my gosh I just think I love Dr. Terror <laughs> uh, he just looks very strange he says I don't understand what I'm talking about but, uh, but I've seen Guy Henry's just paid Peter Cushing in yeah. uh, Rogue One yeah. and just was, that's right ago. and he was um, the first young Sherlock Holmes on uh, an ITV serial back in the early 80s. Oh, gosh. I'd have to go back and look at that yeah. because he's one of those people you go, like, I feel like I've seen you in a million things. Yeah, you I have as well. It's, it's like, again, he's... I, you get this whenever you work with an actor who's not quite a household name, mm. but as they say, very well regarded in the yes. business. Suddenly you see them in everything. Every don't yeah, they pop up. Well, Doctor yeah. Who's a great one for that, isn't yeah. the classic yeah. Doctor yeah. Who is kind yeah. of listed yeah. with those sort of people where you yeah. go, yes, you have name names, but you also yeah. have a lot of people in there that you just go, uh, it's just, uh, it's all over. It's one of those people. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Brendan Morbius guy. Uh, Philip Maddock. Philip Maddock. That's a really good example, isn't it? And he is one of those people that just turns up in everything. So, uh, well, 
thank you so much for coming today, Kim. But yeah. what I was just going to ask you, what, what are you doing for Halloween? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to the theatre. I'm going to go and see you? a scary play Ooh. in uh, Islington. Oh, but, amazing. Yeah, you know, the, I mean, there's, there's, a, the, there's the horror a horror theatre festival. Yes, on yeah, it. And in fact, the place just next door, the Pleasance does a lot of yes, it. But I'm going to the uh, the Old Red Lion. Did you see... Edred the Vampire. Oh, Edward, Edward, the, Edward, Edward the Vampire. Edred. Edred the Vampire. Fantastic. I did go next door and see uh, Night of the Living Dead live. Oh, I saw that. Which was amazing. We were on... Were you on stage? No, you I get wasn't. No. I stupidly went along with my <laughs> yeah, friend who no, had I'm been like, before, and he completely did me into I learned my lesson with reanimated <laughs> yeah. the musical and the, and the oh splash zone, <laughs> where they gave you, like, rain ponchos. Yeah, like you, that's, the, yeah. A, that's, that's yeah. exactly yeah, that. Yeah, so totally. I'm not doing that again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, that sounds amazing. I just did a horror con with the, the guys from Reanimator, actually. Barbara and... Um, oh, yeah, uh, Barbara and uh, Jeffrey Coombs. Jeffrey, that's yeah, it. They were both amazing. So we're just going to go into... But I would like to thank you so much for well, coming absolute, yeah. absolute pleasure yeah. it really has been and uh, this is Halloween Fubar Radio presents Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club we're joined in the studio by Matthew Holness hello you've just written and directed feature first feature film. yeah with yeah. a horror film watch what Crappens would like to think it's what was that what was that what was that Ghost in the Machine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrifying. Well, it is our Halloween special. Well, there we are. So we've now got it's, actual ghosts. It's my Halloween special, anyway. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. If this was a 70s spooky film set in a radio, that'd be the first thing that would happen. That's right. That's the. You just get a little yeah. tiny bit, and as it yeah. would go on, it would escalate. That's it. We're not getting out. Nick and Nat's fan club. Every Friday from 12 p.m. Fubar Radio. Tuesday Takeover with Bunny Galore. On Foo Bar Radio. Hello, darlings. Bunny Galore here, the queen of the cult movies. We're back here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed that last interview with Kim. I am. Um, I'm quite flabbergasted, are you, Derek? He's absolutely fascinating, isn't he? He really is. I, I, I'm not joking. I th- I've been following his work for about 20 years, and I literally wanted to be him since I was a small time tot. I really was. Uh, it's. I think because he's just so knowledgeable about the subjects I love. I'm eloquent about it. I also love the fact that he says he's not an influencer, but he is so influential. Of influential, yeah. I, I hate. I don't like that word. Influencer, no, no, but someone but called me that the other day, and I was like, I'm oh, not God, that. surely not. I'm not but. there with an eyebrow brush going like, just there. <laughs> um, uh, because, but it, it, I think it's because the connotations that what else do you call somebody that mm. is knowledgeable about that subject that mm. you do in media, but it's kind of what it is now. Anyway, yeah. now I'm very excited because I have two of my favourite new gal pals in the studio <laughs> with me. Uh, I have got Ophelia Love and Kitty's got claws. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thanks for coming. So now, guys, we've known each other not for very long. We've kind of bumped into each other at various states of alcoholism. I mean, sobriety. (laughs) Yes, of course. We've bumped into each other at various events. Uh, We saw each other at Hoopla, didn't we? Yes. Yes. And I think, uh, we first met, actually, we first met at uh, James Mansfield and, who else was with James? Nina. Uh, Nina Benina. Brown's yes. uh, gig. Now, because I'd, I'd known James for quite a long time, James had got in contact with me probably about five, six years ago because of my aesthetic, I guess, and because I'd kind of probably tagged 
Diana Dawes and Jane Mansfield mm. on my YouTube in those days. Uh, he literally found the soap opera me and Derek used to do and, and kind of just found me through that. So we'd been chatting about all sorts of things for a long time. So that was so lovely to finally meet him. Yeah. Uh, and it mm. was especially, I'd known him since he was just kind of like, not a baby drag queen, but it was quite fairly new to it. And you just saw, he never told me about that he was going on Drag Race until it was announced. But I, I could see his social media changed a lot, you know, when they've obviously filmed yeah. it. And then they've yeah. about eight, nine months before you you know it's edited and shot but the one th- the company thing he and I'm going to completely bob him in here but he did ask me one day I'd start I think for season three of my show I'd, I'd have very 60s hair you know those are like bump, yeah. the bump but it's kind of like all scraped back that's sort of like uh, like Stepford Wife type of um, look and he te- messaged me do you mind if I use that hairstyle I went no it's not, I've got the copyright on it you know, like, <laughs> it's like that's a really generic thanks for asking because he's a very nice boy and, uh, and then literally about two weeks later the, the, the photo call for um, season nine came out with him in the, in the blue and that was funny yeah. <laughs> I was like oh, oh, God. well you couldn't tell me it was <laughs> <laughs> But so, so yes, we met originally there. Yes. I think we probably met at Hoopla, didn't we? I think it was Hoopla. Hoopla. But I had seen you obviously via the social media. I think I've got a feeling for this. Someone had shown me your Instagram before that because I was going, one, how dare you be that beautiful as a girl, yeah. and be that beautiful as a boy? Because you're both your accounts are really, really interesting. Thank you. And I was like going, oh my gosh, that's just not fair. <laughs> um, and then because I met you, and you're, you're, you're adorable in real life as well. And you're quite the catfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> I was suitably underwhelmed when I met you in real very life, rude. sir. Very, very harsh. <laughs> oh, my God. He just coughed up a verbal then. Um, <laughs> but what I wanted to ask you is, how did you two meet? Oh, God. We did youth theatre together from when... Really? That yeah, from day, when I was like, I was like 14. Oh, six months ago. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's like... that's like. I do feel like you're both visiting years. your grandmother in a, in a block of flats. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's how Pushing I feel our right community now. service. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just had a little flash of my future. Then, <laughs> by future I mean Thursday. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, community. Th- how? Ma- so, where are you from originally, guys? Um, well, so the kind of the nearest place to do musical theatre to where we were is like mm. twenty minutes. It was like twenty minutes south of me and twenty minutes north of Kitty. Oh, wow. So we live about forty minutes away from each other yeah. at home. Um, but it's where, in Staffordshire. So Staffordshire. Yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of how I came into the business. And that's where Bunny Glow was born. In the Cabaret the Musical, someone put me into... I had to be in drag for Cabaret ah, the Musical. Amazing. And somebody... And I tell a quick story. But it's... So, because I didn't, especially, this is before the old king died, so this is quite a while ago now. <laughs> this is 1980, no, 1990, 91, I think. And, um, no, 91, 91. And then someone put me into makeup. And, in the days, obviously, before the internet. So, sure. So, and the power, though, I felt, because if you, it's that thing of, you, you don't feel that different when you're in it. You might feel a bit constricted, but you don't feel that different. And someone literally does that reveal, turn the mirror around, mm. and you see yourself. And I suddenly, suddenly, I didn't see me. I saw somebody else. I saw something else. And the trick was, and I'm still doing it <clears throat> many years later, is uh, people started talking to me as if I was a different person. And I went, that's interesting. Oh, my God. I was like, that's, this is something you can... And then I realised that any talents that you have, I'm not that talented. I have some charisma. I have this, that, and the other. But I, I, there's a lot more people that were much, much more talented than me at drama school. But 
that you, they, you've got to have that hook, and I think you've got to have that niche, and you've got to have that gimmick. You've got to have that gimmick. Sure. Yeah. So I think, but I started music in Amdram, in yeah. Amdram, in Portsmouth. So oh, oh so my God, that's, yeah. fantastic. I'm not from Portsmouth. I'm from Gosport, which is actually not as glamorous as Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just admitted to that on live radio. But there we go. <laughs> um, so, do you remember what show? Do you remember the first time you met then? Yes, we were in rehearsals for Rent. It was Rent. Wow. It was our first one we did together. Um, I was quite quiet and reserved and shy, and obviously Kitty is and not. And I was not. Um, I can't say anything to that. At all. <laughs> so I just so sat there like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, who I is was this? So are you the same age, or are you? Like, so I'm like two school years younger. So right, so you've been sixteen at the I was time, 16. and that you were. So that's yeah. a bit different. Fourteen to sixteen is quite a big yeah. difference. Yeah, anyway, I think, so. and we weren't like close during the whole time at youth theatre. We had like a similar group of friends, mm. but then when so we both went to separate drama schools, and then when we mm. graduated, my first job was in Tinderella at Above the Stag. Oh gosh, and I think I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and we both got cast in that randomly, literally out of everyone that auditions for oh those things. God. We both got cast Put together. A, yeah, so I was a prince, and Kitty was a ugly sister. Oh my god! Now mm-hmm. we need to talk about pantomime, obviously, because you're both doing it this year, and I'm returning to it. Oh! So I've done. Uh, this is my 25th year. Oh, fantastic! Oh, I missed out last year for family reasons, unfortunately. Yep. But it did mean I was free to do other things. But sure. I've, and I was going to reveal where I'm going because uh, I don't actually put this on any social media. <laughs> so not, don't get too excited. But no, no, it's, it's, it should be fun. But. Uh, we need to talk about that. How weird, I've only played Prince once, and it took more makeup than it does for Bunny. <laughs> Believe me, because I was like, it took a lot of makeup. Uh, how weird that I never realised you knew each other from way yeah. back then. I presume you kind of just got put together when you did uh, Gals Aloud, and that was, which is what you're still was, doing. Yeah, yeah, we, we started that still still two years ago now, so we've been going. That's been a two while years. With, yeah, crazy. Yeah, but it was just random because we that's been two years. Yeah. We were doing um the night in Camden and we were looking for someone to play Kimberly and I was like, Oh, like, because but at this point, Kitty had only played the dame, like she'd never done drag or anything. So Well, I mean, nowadays that's a bit more unusual. But yeah. like yeah. that's kind of how we all came through. Sure. Kind of yeah. Although Bunny was running parallel with it for a long time and the burlesque era kind of took me more into the fifties look. But uh, and then I'm trying to with the crowbar trying to get the two brands to come together. Yeah. So I'm kind of playing yeah. pantomime as Bunny now. But it's 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 hard because it's kind of it, there's certain concessions with pantomime where it's a little bit different. But it is kind of sure. Bunny Glow on stage. Mm. Just because and also it's <laughs> 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 to the point now where it's like she's not the ingenue anymore. <laughs> um, so it's kind oh, of you're worse. lying! Yeah, yeah, Look at you, hard. darling! In, in overhead lighting. It's, it's, it's really, I really should have thought about a softbox. I don't know. <laughs> it's the Vaseline on the lens. Uh, so. But this year, you're, you're very exciting. You're in the West End. Yes, I am. I'm at Trafalgar Studios. Yes. Um, it'll be me. Great place. Um, pardon, sorry? Great place. Yeah, oh, no, amazing. Theater, yeah. So, so good. Mm. It'll be me, Sheila Simmons, Bag of Chips, Veronica Green. Wow. Um, Kima Bob, Holly Stars. Oh, wow. Am I missing anyone? Veronica Green. I said Veronica. Oh. Baby. Baby. Who is playing Cinderella. Um, and I will be one of the ugly... On the inside, it, sisters. Oh, the inside. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to. So this is my thing. I, actually, I, probably one of the most things I'm most well known for is playing ugly sister, and I did that for about twelve, thirteen years, and for a very long time we became. I'm not saying we were the best in the country, but other people might say that. <laughs> uh, but it, we were quite glamorous we were kind of like but we're not kind of i suppose by that point we weren't we weren't, we weren't boyish so we're not like pretty 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 mm. but we were pretty pretty damn glamorous and yeah. um so i think i agree 
uh, uh, evil on the inside. Yeah, I think with it being a drag, with it being a drag, like a full drag cast of Panto as well, which is the first one in the West End. That's very exciting as well. Yeah, I hadn't realised it's a full cast. Yeah, I didn't realise that full drag cast. Um, So the kind of the dame roles will more fall into Buttons and the stepmother, yes, and and kind of the fairy as well. Um, and the others are just kind of drag queens. Yes. So, so yeah. just where you um, now, and it is just to warn the children in the audience. Uh, it, it's, it's not a family show. No, it's sixteen plus though, not eighteen. Sixteen. It's not. I'm it's glad. Not too you know, smutty. I have to say, weirdly, I've never been a great fan of adult pantomime because I had to do one very, very early on. I did an awful, awful. Probably the second year I think I ever did pantomime, the Prince Charming year, mm-hmm. and I as and it was a producer who is. <laughs> I know who you're going to say. Yeah, you know exactly. Say what I'm say, there yeah. we go. Uh, but it, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, it rhymes with moss. And, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> but we had to do this adult. I mean, this was again like before the Boer War. But mm. I had to do, and I, it put me off for years and years and years. Mainly because I think uh, the pantomime skirts so close to the edge, the cleverness is not going over the edge. Yeah. yeah. But that, I think, is a very different beast, what you're doing there. That's, I think that's much more exciting, and I think mm. that's much more, especially at the moment, obviously. We'll get to Drag Race in a second. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Kitty, are you, are you I am. I am in Hastings this year at the oh, White Rock Theatre. <laughs> I think we've sure that. Wham Bam went there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we are doing Aladdin with Duncan James from Blue. Oh, Duncan, yes. Yeah. In fact, right, so another story. There's going to be a lot of this, isn't there? Um, the, so I didn't get into the Drag Race ambassador thing. But I did go to Duncan's after show party instead. So I literally was posting photographs of me rolling around on this bed with Duncan going like, oh, sorry, I can't be there, guys. Also, that ambassador thing was very weird because my home for many years was the Café de Paris. So it would have been, I think, it'd be like walking back into school, those dreams you have about yeah. being in school when you're naked, mm. of walking into <laughs> Café de Paris, my house, get out. Uh, and and having RuPaul judge you, I think that would have been like traumatic. So yeah, sure, bloody hell. Um, that would have been very very weird. So uh, Hastings, amazing. Yeah. And what are you playing to? The genie. It's oh, my the first genie. time being genie. It's like whenever I get cast as a boy in panto, I'm like, what? How do I, I do mean, this? I'd use the word boy very loosely with how you play those characters. <laughs> I had a full on it was the same when you were the match. man in the mirror. I was the man <laughs> in the mirror, and I was literally the most draggy thing. Like I was the campus thing on the stage. Like the, the you were less camp when you were the ugly sister. The, I know. <laughs> when I get told when I'm my sister, they're like, oh, you need to like lad it up, lad it up. And I'm like, well, that's not really very me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh my God, last year I was doing Ugly. And Where were so, you last year? Uh, Chelmsford. Right, okay. And the last time I'd done Ugly before that was in Swindon. Yeah. And Diana Dawes. Yes, um, yes. And they told me, they were like, okay, you really need to like ugly yourself up. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I like blacked half my teeth out and I had like big like oh, ugly. Wow. I went Can you send really... me the photographs? Oh, oh sure. Photos. Literally, they're rotters. Um, and so last year I went back and was like, okay, well, I'll do the same thing. I'll do like my blacked mm-hmm. out teeth and like big like beauty marks and like hairy moles and stuff and they were like why do you look so scary like that's you're an ugly sister why are you doing that so like, in the end you just swapped a green eyeshadow and thought you'd oh, be done no, with I it literally, I was like I'll do blue eyeshadow because that's ugly <laughs> <laughs> I'll do blue eyes and red lips 
and then literally I was like but it was like a kitty face literally oh it was like God. just the, the palette was different now, I've shown Derek some photographs of you both and Kitty isn't Kitty gorgeous beautiful they're both beautiful absolutely stunning oh, thank and, you and it's like I hate you both but it, I do feel like I'm one of the Skeksis with two of those little pod creatures going come Gelfling <laughs> Skeksis friend Gelfling um, that's why I feel like because you both look sensational all the time so oh cute. thank you so I, I was telling Derek I caught uh, the viewing party yes. at, uh, at the, the Phoenix. Phoenix Club yes. now the Phoenix Club I remember I, I can say this on radio now it's been about five six years Wham Bam was going to buy that place and that was going to be the Wham Bam Club I remember this I keep telling everybody listen now but because the one thing we I think one we couldn't do it probably money but also they it was the knocking it into one room thing sure they couldn't do it you know it can't be done yeah. and I went when I went then oh, and that's the first time yeah. it's one big room now they'd fought but, for ages for that I yeah. think. Mm. but it's brilliant I loved it fought for ages Absolutely. now they put the curtain up yeah. <laughs> separate it yeah separate <laughs> don't look behind the curtain um, so where did that idea come from Were you, did they approach you did you approach them well we we had our um, review show on YouTube anyway the tea yes, bag course, that we do every yes. week um, and so when we saw Drag Race UK was happening um we were like, oh, where can we do a viewing party? Mm. It was sort of, because we were saying this as well, we were saying like, oh, we want to do a viewing party, yeah. but also at the same time, the Phoenix were approaching like Chris Clegg, our manager, being sure. like, oh, we want like a viewing party, do you know queens that could do this? And it was like, okay, well, it like, <laughs> sort of marries funny, itself. Funny you should say that. Oh, <laughs> actually, huh, two on hand, literally. And like, by sheer luck, we got it. And Yeah, yeah I, did, it. I didn't know you were going to be there. I had been taken by a friend to to see I don't know why we were going particularly but I th- he, um, he was taking me there to see it and I I literally didn't know and I sat down and went hold on a minute <laughs> this is amazing tweet Instagram <laughs> and I was like going, that's incredible and it was a great because it was a particularly because it was the first episode yeah yes. it's like uh, it, I mean you've done this where are we now we're episode four just episode yeah, four five, five yeah. so um, that it was like. I've never seen anything like that. Crazy. It, it was, was like mad. Yeah. The and I mean, it's, for gays. The, um, it's still that busy. Like this yeah. week for Snatch yeah, Game, Snatch Game was then. so busy. I yeah. think we've like, we had a few like teething problems to start because we didn't know where to put the stage because obviously they'd never done a screening yes. party. We'd never really done one. So mm. we were like, where do we stand? And do now we speak? they've done it like that. It's hard to actually, where do you actually put it? Yeah, yeah. So we were, we've kind of ironed out those problems okay. now and it's, it's Found top level camp yeah. now, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it's a whole, Beast. Okay. Oh, I'm going to come back. Yeah. I'm to- totally coming. It just hasn't been. Yeah. And it's completely free, so it's even better. Even better. <laughs> I know. And I maybe had a couple of sherry, so it was very hard. <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I had to rewatch the episode it. when I got home because oh, I actually had missed about, uh, quite a lot of it. We, I literally got watch it every week. So we see it for the first time at the viewing party. Yes, you see it the first. And I wanted to ask about when do you um, film tea bags? Literally so, straight after. Straight after. Because I've only clocked the frocks. And I was going like, do they just go home? Literally, we just like go back to mine, same outfit. It's like, Oh, and be like, I'll oh, change my coat or something, make yeah. it look like a bit different. Um, but no, it's literally like that night. That makes it fresh, though. Yeah, we yeah. keep we keep saying, oh, we'll we'll write notes. We never do. We never do because we're literally there with a little gin, I like, think... oh, having a lovely time, <laughs> having a nice old night with my pals, and then you get to bloody review it, and you're like, like, I don't know what happened. I can't remember what <laughs> happened. That's why it's so like uncohesive because we're just like, Chris, no, uh, Chris, our producer has the hardest job trying to piece things together because we like oh, go off on tangents, come back, and our new thing. <laughs> Kitty started asking Siri questions and every time I watch it on my phone and you, it's, Kitty says hey Siri Siri pops hey, Siri, up on my phone Siri does scare me I have to say because I think uh, it, <laughs> it, it, it keeps on it did it to me last night I was at my friend's house and suddenly it was like we were just talking and it went doop doop and, yeah. and started mm. playing some music and it went, Siri knows oh my god 
It listens to you. It does. Now, guys, I think we're, we're almost out of time. No, no, it was that was too quick. But we need to do a proper lunch. I, you know, I said to the to the girls, like, we must do lunch because we need a proper sit down and talk about what Fully. we're doing. Then yes. I thought, no, come on a radio show and do it <laughs> instead. Too bad. Well, so we'll do lunch as well, Zara. But so, uh, good luck with Hastings. Thank you. Good luck with the West End. Thank you very much. Fabulous. And I will I will come down again to the Phoenix Club and and see the next thing. And um, I and also, of course, your your great friends of Show Hole. So. I, I, oh, silly question to ask that we are supporting Cheryl. I mean, all of the girls have done amazing. Yeah, and we especially we work with Bagger quite a lot as well. And love yes. Bagger, she's doing so well on there. They all but, like, it's um, so lovely to see, like, to have like a personal like insight yes. into it. Like, you, we know all these girls. It's fab to see, and you hear little like. I know you're not meant to, but you hear little like rumours of like, oh, this might happen, yeah. this might happen. It's so gorgeous to but see. But it's such a smaller trouble with America. Yeah. Obviously, the people are so spaced out, aren't they? It doesn't really matter that they, the news wouldn't leak. But mm. here, it's a bit hard because it's such yeah. a smaller scene. I only knew Bagger slightly. I knew Davina via social media. I met the Vivian just a few months before, who turned out to be divine. Oh, she's gorgeous, and stunningly beautiful. I knew that, but so hilarious. hysterical on stage. Brilliant voice, like you both are. You've got both incredible voices, oh, by the way. I forgot to say that for the viewers. And uh, and also, turns out to be a, a stunning person as well. Yeah. I like, yeah, and I don't think I've ever seen anyone look as good in oh. Instagram as they do in person no, the, exactly. to the level that it's she does. She looks like she's on All Stars 5. We were it's at, like, what's where, going on? Where were we? We were in like Liverpool. We were yeah. doing Girls Aloud in Liverpool yeah. and she walked back into the little dressing room and she was she there like she'd just come from a gig and she like popped her teeth and was like hi girls. We were like <laughs> who is this? <laughs> I love her. Yeah, it's amazing isn't it? It's so no, she's absolutely stunning. Uh, so you're obviously going to be supporting uh, Cheryl but if yes. it wasn't for Cheryl who would you be supporting? I oh, questions. I think in terms of like what I like to see, I absolutely love Blue. I think she's yeah. she's amazing. really surprised me. Blue and Crystal and something wrong of all because I didn't know them. Yeah, no. and they've been a great surprise mm. to me. That was like Crystal a, is amazing. I've seen her a few times and she's an incredible performer. But I really, there's, I've got a real soft spot for Blue. I love yeah, her. I, I love Blue cool. and like. Bagger. Oh yeah, Bagger's oh, just I killing know. it. She's just hilarious. Just I've been to Belfast as well. None, none of the drag queens look like that in Belfast. No. I've, I've witnessed. No. I don't think there's any. Like, <laughs> don't ban so me from Belfast. <laughs> so creative as Black well. Life. But yes. I think the way it's going, I, I, I think Vivian stands a very good chance. I, oh, I, yeah. I am. I have to say, I am probably Team Vivian. It's very hard to be impartial. This is why I haven't done a review show actually, yeah. mm. because I didn't want to. I didn't want to weigh in. No. And. Um, uh, that, and I think you're different because you're do. You've already done it for mm. season yeah. eleven. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, was it season, uh, eleven. Season, uh, eleven. Stars 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 yeah. yeah. So it's you already geared up to that. So it's a natural progression. I think me. People kept on asking me, "Are you going to do one?" I went, "No, I don't want to like um, <laughs> get into trouble because um, you know." It's... I feel like for us, I was like, "We need to go harsh on Cheryl because people are going to be like, oh, they're going to pass.' Oh, when we do, we're like, yeah, a, she looks a good crash. question actually. I was the biggest surprise to me is actually the negative reaction that she had for the first few yeah. episodes. Oh my god. Yeah. I was really shocked by that. I think just generally people on social media are so horrible. Like, yeah. I've seen a few things this week and I've been like, what is wrong with people? Just mm. comment. Comment something nice and if you don't like it, just don't say anything. But I just think it's yeah. all like sheep mentality. If you're told something, they're all going to flock and be like, if, if, like, if someone so. picks out the floor, suddenly it's the biggest thing in the world because everyone's like, da 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 da. Like, and especially what they're saying about Cheryl, I'm not being funny, but it's a drag show on TV. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. going to amp up their personality. Yeah. I'm not going to have sit here and be like, 
I would go on and be 100% myself because people would find it yeah. boring. I sit at home and like drink cups of tea. I'm not going to do that on a TV show where yeah, I've got the chance thing. to show my talent. No, absolutely not. And it not. was such a, it, that the, the whole experience was such a fast thing. So that it was only announced in December and the casting happened very quickly yeah. and we were filming yeah. it in, in March, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was very, very quick turnaround. So I think I'm amazed they've got the content out of it that they have. Oh, because so. it's it was so quick. And people have kind of like... Uh, you know, some people have swam very well and cope with the situation because that's all face. We've all probably thought about what we would do if we were on the oh, show. God, 100%. And, and even though I've done a lot of different things in my life, I still think <laughs> I would probably be sitting in the corner rocking and crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been, and I've always, I said that to Gothi actually that night because Gothi was with yeah, me. Yeah, I took, I actually met her and she was so sweet and so actually very, very lovely kid. And I just went, you know what? I, I always said if I was going to be on the show, I would be quite happy to go out first and be pork chop. Oh my God. Just to be part of it all. So yeah. just yeah. enjoy it. Just you enjoy it. Exactly. They had a little, they had a little moment together. It was very sweet and she was very lovely. And everyone's going out there and working. Their fees yeah. have raised everything. They've got exactly yeah. what they wanted. Yeah. So you can't complain. They've been put on an incredible platform. And yeah, yeah it is going to be hard as well because now everyone's a critic. Yeah. Same as always. But yeah. So, well, uh, we can't wait for the next episode. I'll be coming down excited. again soon. But uh, Kitty and Ophelia, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so yes. much for having us. So and we're going to go out next with uh, Sharon Needles and the Purple People Eater. <laughs> Tuesday Takeover with Bunny Galore. On Fubar Radio. Hello, darlings. Bunny Galore here, the queen of the cult movies. We're back again. Well, I hope you enjoyed Kitty and Ophelia. And don't forget to go down and see them at the Phoenix Club. And I'm sure you can find them on social media. How are you doing, Derek? You enjoying the show so I'm far? I'm doing fine. They were lovely. Aren't they brilliant? I really oh, love Ophelia. So I literally, uh, did, <laughs> literally did say to them, we really should do Lunch Girls. We've not really done a problem. We just would bump into each other at so many different events. And so then I said, no, come on a radio show. We'll do it there instead. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, and people should watch um, teabagging as well because it's good fun. It is. It's, it's very, very funny. The, yeah. <laughs> love, love a good jump cut. Yes. They're, they're very good at that. Yes. I did, I, I'd love to meet their editor because I think yes. he has his work cut out indeed. <laughs> so now to get us back into the Halloween spirit, we have Amar and Amber from the new movie, The Seven. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Now, you, the premiere was last night. It was on Friday. Oh, it was on Friday? It was on the 25th, Friday. yeah. Oh, the 25th. Oh, you know what? I've got Alzheimer's. Yeah, I've had a couple, a couple of days to recover now. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm so sorry. I really <laughs> thought it was last night. But actually, I think what, I'm, what the dates I've got in my head, it's because I think your, uh, your third episode of EastEnders is tonight. It is, is that indeed. right? It is indeed, yes. So I want to ask about that. But we should talk about the seven first. <laughs> I want to talk about both your individual careers. Indeed. So um, now, you've... Um, you've been uh, an actor for a long time Indeed and, a, and a producer yes and written as well yes you've written so, which is really cool because mm. I think the general theme of today is it's amazing that at the time that me and Derek have known each other in 20 years probably we started doing um, the productive so you know trying to produce your own work and do yeah. stuff mm, yes. but kind of before it w one there was a way of doing it and two an audience for it and the soap opera I did for a long time like it was like a uh, so proper pastiche like crossroads type of a thing was on YouTube before YouTube was YouTube it was just me and a load of cat videos really so it wasn't really <laughs> like, and, and I left it kind of behind when we started doing the horror movie hosting stuff because uh, it, the copyright of the, some of the movies which are out of copyright but it kept on flagging so I thought oh you know I'll just leave YouTube behind and then YouTube became this huge thing of course, yeah. <laughs> mistake on my behalf but still <laughs> um, so I love the fact that you've been that proactive but what came first? So the acting came first uh -huh. at about the age of 14. Um, that young? And then maybe about 10 years ago, 
I weren't getting the roles, you know. I'm a British Asian guy. I thought, what can yes. I do to get it? Mm. Take take lead and put it into my yeah. own hands. So I thought, make a film. Brilliant. So I wrote, directed, produced it, acted in yeah. it. And from that, I thought, this ain't bad. So I backpacked can, sold yeah. the movie, made a bit of money. And I was like, let's crack on. Let's make more. So it's my ninth one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so impressed nine. with that because so. I think doing that, particularly there's certain casting brackets whether whether that be age or uh, ethnicity FFC, or yeah. anything is you do fall out of uh, favor with some things or you it's very there's a very tight small mm. indeed pool there's, there's a people. lot of people going for that one yes role. Uh, yeah. and generally um, they give it to the people in the spotlight in the spot who already have a, exactly. a, a name because they're using a name so I really take my hat off to Thank you for you so doing much. that that's so that's so cool and I really I've never got quite to the movie stage and I probably will do a movie at some point but I, I've, I'm in that world where I go to a lot of film festivals so I've seen a lot of indie movies and I, I have to say uh, I have the cameras that got really really great but your stuff is really good Thank you. I have to say because I've seen a lot of indie movies <laughs> and they don't look like that yeah no, um, we've, we've got a good team we've definitely yes. got the formula now so we've got everything in place what we need to do to make a film and just in a fortunate position that we've got a good crew around yes. us to make it happen and do you work with us is it the same director a lot yeah at the moment me Sorry, and my colleague Richard, Richard Colton does. we've actually um, right. teamed up to make Amarich Productions so Amarich right. and um, um, very good we've just made four together now so four, yes. we've got another one coming out next year called Ria Yes, I, see some, some, I saw some stuff as a pre, almost pre-production. Indeed, uh, which is, but it's great that it's a machine. Now, I do, I do also know because I know a lot of the horror stuff, but I, there's a certain, there's a certain because I think what's clever about this is doing the uh, the streaming or probably what was the last bits of the DVD straight to DVD, but then um, it's streaming down any stuff because. That straight to your market, yes. and you can be niche if you go straight to the market. Obviously, I know a lot of the horror stuff, but the other one that seems to sell a lot is, or I don't know how you would call it, um, the, the lad movies, I, for want of a better reason. I don't know if they have it. Does it have a technical term? Perhaps it does, but the geezer movies. That was, that was uh, my first one. And I know. Yeah. I that was, <laughs> that was, it. was it geezers, gangsters, Gang- and gamblers? And gamblers. And geezers, yeah. I've probably gone the wrong, wrong way around <laughs> Which I saw that title, I went, oh, that sums up the whole genre. And that's also, but that's, I really like it. As a friend of mine, Charlie Bond, she's, a, she's more of a horror girl. Yeah, I like Charlie. Yeah, and she, um, uh, she, but she's done quite a few of the, like the, uh, the, the boys' movies as she well. Yeah, she's worked with my partner Richard a few times, actually. Yes, I think, you, you know, that, ring, sorry, just crying, that's yeah, why yeah. I knew the name. That's why I knew the name. Yes. Um, I was out with uh, Charlie not so long ago, actually, at a movie premiere, and. Uh, uh, yes, I, I adore, her, adore her so much, and she's very happy, and she's having a great career at the moment, and she's really finding herself. But so that, so also welcome to the uh, the, the Scream team. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, but you've been acting for a while as well. This is not your first movie. No, so this is my third big movie that I've done, but it's wow. my first lead in a feature film, which is really oh, cool. exciting, because my previous two roles were more supporting. Sure. Um, so it was really great experience getting into the industry. I've done my fair share of short films, web yeah. series, yeah. a few TV bits and bobs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Seven was like my first big one where I was like, wow, this could like really change things. And we had the premiere on Friday, yes, as we were saying, Friday. and it was just oh, it was the most amazing experience. Like Where was it, by the way? Did they, was it in Genesis. 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 Oh, Which I love the fabulous. Genesis. Yes, yeah. such nice oh, I used to live near the Genesis. I used to live um, in Brick Lane for many years. Right. In fact, when, when we first met yes. with the London Dungeon, course, I was living, yes. we moved, I moved in with some of the actors from the London Dungeon. We were kind of, because it was the Jack the Ripper area with Whitechapel and everything, so 
we were kind of into that not recreating the murders obviously but um, uh, we were kind of in that history we were really mm. in that and, zone. The, and the bagels as well come on yeah. oh, gosh. The bagels. Yeah, yeah, because in those days <laughs> we did not have 24 hour food so no. the salt beef bagel shop at the end that's there's two lane, yeah. at the end of Brick Lane uh, that's where my friend's flat was actually oh, originally nice. I think we moved when we moved in together we kind of moved more the all get east end because it's quite long Brick Lane but it's mm. I mean now it's become a little bit oh, it's, it's a little bit like a Weatherspoon's a little bit the whole it it's it not is. quite got the edge that it, uh, what it has but you know you always say that about things don't you go like oh in my day it was really was magical <laughs> when all of this was orange trees um, so um, you know you kind of had this like and I, probably I you know rose tin glasses but so the Genesis that's amazing did you enjoy yourself? I did it was amazing I've been to quite a few premieres where I've been in the film and I haven't been but this one it felt really special <laughs> I think just because the cast and the crew were there and going into the film I didn't really know anyone we were, sure. we were all pretty much strangers but then after two weeks of filming like long days you work together <laughs> yeah. you eat together you live together you end up being like a family so being able to see everyone again that was just like without sounding cliche it was like really magical and I was like oh it's so nice to be with everyone again I think it's, it's a real gift isn't it if you're with a company I touch wood I, mean, I, I talked about the one bad show I think I've done <laughs> no two actually I've mentioned in this show already um, most things touch wood I've always well for Micah um, I've always least made a few great mates with and now with social media obviously you don't you could be in contact with a lot more people and uh, with Sally the reason I know Sally Lindsay is through uh, one of my friends who I met doing a pantomime and that was one of those life changing gigs where you just completely changes your life and you end up with a whole new set of amazing people in your life because of that so um, I think it's great when you can you can have those bonds with people uh, but you seem to be these films are coming out quite quickly yeah. so how many is it a year now is it one or two or? It, we've tried to do two a year uh -huh. but it's coming to one now because obviously uh, well you get bigger budget it's, it's bigger budget it takes longer and we want to get it right you yes, get everything and I guess with the right seven, now. it's got a bit more effects as well. In it involved, it's a bit more, exactly. a little bit more post production. Exactly. To it. That. So, how can we get hold of, of the seven? Is it available on iTunes and iTunes, the, Amazon, oh. Virgin, Sky, and it's available now for Halloween. Right now. So, it, listeners, if you it, if you if there's want to have a, a creepy, spooky Halloween with the very gorgeous girls in it, <laughs> then, uh, and gorgeous boys oh, as well, because you're in it as well. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm seeing you. Yeah, I've seen you. That smiling face, and so it. Yeah, look out for the seven. But I love the fact you've been so proactive, and that's a great, great lesson to t turn a dead alley, dead alley, a dead end mm. alley, yeah. into you know, knock, knock through that wall, and you find totally, your own path. Because totally. I think we, I, I certainly have. I think I, and I, I could see where I wanted to be, but I didn't know how to get there. So I had to kind of make my way through the. I'm still going for the forest. Obviously. You learn yourself, but uh, you have you have to go through there. And Amber, with you, I mean, with, with the social media side of things, that is yeah. sort of. Um, I did Google, and I suddenly <laughs> was like, "Wow, that's quite. A, that's very impressive." Where did all that come from? So it was one of those things where it was a complete accident. It wasn't yeah. planned. Um, and I was studying at university. I studied theoretical physics. I'm so nothing to do with acting. <gasps> I'm like the biggest science geek ever, honestly. Oh wow! Uh, so in my last six months at university, I just started making videos with a friend, like some comedy uh -huh. sketches, some pranks, Ooh. and they went crazy viral. Oh, wow! So we had a billion views in six months, which had never been done before. Wow. Oh my gosh! So that was like wow. And by the time I graduated, I had about half a million followers. I made some good money, made some good connections, and I was like. 
Social media, eh? Okay, yes. okay, I can do this. Well and it's been my full-time job yeah. since then, yeah. which helps alongside the acting and the presenting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's like the best job. Because it, it, sometimes the, the traditional routes into the business aren't really there for all of us, so you've got to find your own niche and find, you find your own niche. Got to find your own niche, but you both of you are so incredible. You make me feel quite lazy. <laughs> I feel like I'm not doing enough of my life. Looking at both your careers, you I, like, are. I, like, hey, I feel like I'm not really using like, social media in the right way for starters. And um, but it is like a full time job, isn't it? All those sort of things. It's, totally. it's like literally, it, it you do have to throw yourself into it, which is probably I think why I probably don't do it is because with Bunny Galore it's a heightened character and although I can do that I think what when uh, it really sails uh, with YouTube or anything like that it's when you're your honest self so you it, you can't really you can be a character because obviously Katya and Trixie Mattel do a great show but that's kind of a comedy thing mm -hmm. whether if you're going to do three videos a week I don't think you could do that in character because it would be a little bit too much yeah, so I think that's probably why you, you know what you discovered and it's so hard for actors to do this because we're all taught as actors to be um to kind of uh, obviously act but then when you're yourself you're not really yourself you're kind of this heightened version of yourself totally. <laughs> but so the the trick is actually to be completely at one with yourself and then that's when you're the most interesting mm. mm -hmm. But that's, that's why you've already had, because I presume you didn't go to a traditional drama school, you just... Well, I'm you, training at Varda at the moment. Oh, amazing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, be, but you've... Now. But before that, yeah, no, 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 now. exactly. So I was just doing at university that. doing, like, weekend yeah. courses. And that's why you're your unique, uh, honest self, because you, you've you not had to, as I'm sure you're finding... Yeah. I mean, Radha's fantastic, but you're, you're seeing probably what people think they should act like off stage exactly especially like the angry man angry young man actors they're probably the worst example i know a lot of those where it's kind of they it, they kind of want to be the best at shakespeare and, and then off stage they're kind of still in that intense it's incredibly competitive and then the mm. testosterone comes yeah, out yeah i've yeah, seen those yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, happy memories. But um, yeah, it, that's can be a little bit wearing because they're not being their honest self. I always do that on stage, but off stage. Mm. That's really to interesting. People need to switch off between do, the two. I yeah. think that's why I like the social media so much because people follow you for your personality. Yeah. So I can do six days a week acting, but then having that one day where I can just vlog and talk about my week and yeah. the ups and the downs and people respond and they like it and they relate to you. And I think that's really great. Um, I actually should go back to talking about Seven, actually. So the premiere sounded fantastic, but tell me about the film. So the film is, I produced it with Dean Kane, so oh. American Heartthrob, Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we made, we decided let's just make horror film together. He flew down here and we 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 done it, and it was, it's basically about seven teenagers get locked mm -hmm. in a college, and the college is possessed. It was actually on a uh, devil worshippers was a mansion there, burnt down. Uh -huh. College was built on it. And now these seven kids get locked in and okay. these devil worshippers come Ooh. back and possess them, basically. Because you've not really done, correct me if I'm wrong, you've not done horror before? Never. So why, why now? So each year um, I end up going to Cannes or mm -hmm. the American film market and I ask the distributors blatantly what is, gonna, what is trending right yeah. now. They said, do a horror with an American actor. Yeah. So for me, no brainer. Dean Kane, let's do a horror film. Oh, and that's it. That's where we're at. And that's what we've done exactly with Rhea. They go get a so female led sci fi. Uh -huh. Made a sci fi, female led, done. And uh -huh. as long as I can keep up what's going yeah. on in the industry, because the industry is different to what's out in the public. Yes, totally it is. Different. Yeah, I think things change a lot with it. It changed things a lot, um, the first one, I to think. Totally. I remember doing some interviews this time last year. 
Yeah, this time last year, wasn't it? That when the first one came out, that suddenly horror had spiked and had become the oh, number one massive. genre. And I was like, going, isn't it always really popular? I mean, to be honest, it's always, you know, you can always make your money back on the horror, I think. As long as you do it kind of, as long as you've got a good story. I hope so. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think as long as you've got a good story <laughs> and you, you know, you do it, you know, it's, you can always, because people always kind of be interested in it, just out of it, at the very base, just to be completist, I think. But, uh, but also, I think it's a very, it's a good one to do on a low budget. Definitely. Because you switch the lights out and it's terrifying. Mm, yeah, that's, that's kind of what it is. But so uh, then the sci-fi one is that uh, that's next year. Yeah. So we and just literally, Rio. literally, yeah, Rio's finishing. It's got Luke Goss, Dean Kane once again, Amber's in it. Um, oh, wow. Jessin Fiaz is the lead. We've got some really, really talented actors. Everyone is speaking American in it. So Ooh. we're a British film, but we've made everyone speak an American accent so it's very different oh and gosh. it's not been done before uh, yeah. that is, it is trickier uh, I think uh, I think if you, everybody's doing the same accent it's probably easier I guess because you kind of tune in yeah, yeah. I guess so yeah, yeah it's true for the British people we shot a lot of it in LA so it was nice to have the actual oh, authentic wow. accent get you shooting LA that's oh, no, amazing no, we have to we have to <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see that well, sci-fi I will, I will plug, the, plug that when that comes out that's fantastic um, just to segue slightly um, <laughs> what happened with these tenders? So obviously all this work is paying off. Yeah, but suddenly so. you've gone into the commercial world. My agent called me, goes, you know, do a self-tape, done a self-tape, uh -huh. done another self-tape. I was on holiday at the time uh -huh. in Thailand, and um, they go get the next bike back, you've got the job, you start filming oh, wow. Monday. So I've been there three and a half months now. So, because um, I, I didn't know about, I knew you were going into it for the, this is the third episode, but I wasn't sure. Is this uh, semi regular, regular? What, what? It's a regular. It's well. a regular. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Fantastic. I really, I literally wanted to yeah, ask yeah. you because <laughs> what happened. Yeah, so three of us brothers, we move in. Oh, wow. And that's the rest, very exciting. Congratulations. Rest Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. Well done. And that's, it's a, you've put yourself there. Yeah, no, you've I agree. You manifest and you bring yes. the law of attraction, it comes yeah. to you and it works. and I'm a big believer in that, a massive believer oh, in that. Oh, totally. I mean, I think it, well, look, I think all our lives have been a bit like that. I mean, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully it pays off. But, <laughs> but I think you just attract positivity exactly. is a great, I'm a great believer in. And I think, uh, and just being that that person just being that being a good people. positive person yeah, and people you attract people, those people yeah. when it works exactly. and it really is and not, I, I think the, maybe it's easy to say the reverse being phony is not what you've got to do and that's probably 100%. what I was talking about uh, mm. with the, um, the actors, actors and act things in life, act yeah. in real life it's being never be a phony because mm -hmm. you and I, I was I trained in musical theatre so that's probably unbeknownst to it, I don't think we kind of did it by accident I think everyone kind of was a bit like cheesy off, off stage off camera I was going to say that uh, this is before I did TV stuff but it was um, off stage you were kind of like always that sort of ding and I still see it in people now it's like going no don't do it don't do it but you've got to discover that by yourself of course you've got to, you've got to try and to um, you know, you've got to discover that by yourself. So, congratulations <laughs> to you both. Thank you so um, much. I think we're more or less out of time now. Oh. But thank you so much <laughs> for coming in, guys. Thank and you. good yeah. luck with the seven. I will be watching that indeed. And uh, now I have to say a few housekeeping uh, things that the the whole radio show is going to be available as a podcast at uh, Fubar uh, com. I presume is the right thing. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> radio .com. Uh, So do do uh, if you've missed any of the show and want to hear some of the guests again please please listen to it and uh, from me Miss Bunny Galore uh, it's a goodbye and to Derek as well thank you so much
Thank you for letting me come along. Uh, it's been fascinating. Like white knuckle the, ride. <laughs> absolutely. It's the law of attraction and being proactive. That's what this whole show has been about. It has. Being proactive. And I think it's it. probably done us both a bit of good because it's, it's lovely to meet new friends and old friends. Yes. And um, I mean, not that you've met Sally before, but it's, uh, it's funny to meet some people that I go on about a lot. And it's right, good. So absolutely. anyway, we're going to play out. I think we're going to have to put the glass down. And she's getting old. I'm going to put the glasses back on. <laughs> oh, oh, I know what we should do. We should do um, uh, Carry On Screaming. I think yeah. that's probably one of my favourite movies of all time. So uh, from me, Miss Bunny Galore, it's a very goodbye and happy Halloween, darlings. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to FUBARradio.com.